Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. Uh, This time we got a special one live from Never Neverland, I guess you'd call it. Uh, The Fru Farm in New Zealand for Farm Jam 2020. Uh, This event only happens once every two years and it's a banger. Uh, It features mountain bike riders, BMX riders, uh, freestyle motocross riders and free riders and racers from all around the world. Uh, They descend uh, onto the Fru Farm for two days for Farm Jam and uh, it was an absolutely incredible experience. Uh, It was basically the finale uh, of our eastbound and down under trip with uh, Tyler Berriman Uh, we had yeah an epic epic two weeks even with Tyler getting hurt Uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast you've been kind of following along with uh, what we've been doing on on Instagram and uh, YouTube so uh, this episode is is really rad Uh, we grabbed a bunch of super cool dudes that were pretty involved in our trip um, the likes of Tyler Berriman, Chad Christensen, Win Masters, Dean Lucas, Carson Staunch, uh, Ryan Howard, R-Dog, uh, and Dan and Brett Frew. So uh, pretty action-packed podcast. We had about half an hour with uh, each of these guys. And uh, yeah, it was a, a super fun one just to sort of talk about the event um, and uh, kind of everything that was going down around it. I uh, just want to give a quick shout out to our th- uh, our sponsors. Uh, firstly, thanks to the guys at Fast House, Kenny and his team there. Uh, really were instrumental in just making this trip happen. Also, a shout out to the Fru Brothers uh, themselves and their whole team and crew for basically making that event happen. There's so much work goes into it. Uh, and our regular sponsors for uh, this show, uh, the guys at Rival Inc. You can head to www.rivalincdesignco.com. Uh, you can type in the promo code Gypsy Tales or Gypsy Gang, or if you're feeling frisky, you can type Fuck Jace, uh, and that's going to get you 15% off. Uh, also got to give a shout out to the legends at MX Store. You can head to mxstore.com.au and you can shop Australia's best range of aftermarket accessories, gear, basically anything um, anything that your little moto heart desires. Um, MX Store have basically the best price in Australia or anywhere in the world. Uh, you sort of don't really have to look too far um, when you are thinking about any kind of purchase for your motorcycle it's kind of just a no-brainer to go uh to the guys at mx store um also got to give a shout out to the guys at boost mobile uh they were massive uh in our 
just our, our trip that we were doing and uploading all the content, we've been just smashing the data. Um, so the guys at Boost always come through with the goods there. You can head to boost.com.au uh, and you can get basically Australia's best prepaid service provider. If you need a new phone, uh, they do A1 condition refurbished phones uh, on their website as well. Uh, also, another one of our presenting partners that really helped out on this trip was the guys at Cricks Tweed. Uh, if you are in the market for any kind of new vehicle, uh, you can get online at www.crickstweed.com.au uh, or you can call, ask for Kyle, tell him you're a member of the Gypsy Gang uh, and he'll be able to get you into a new Triton uh, like what I have uh, or the traffic van that we took uh, on our abbreviated leg of uh, of this tour. Um, so yeah, www.crickstweed.com.au. Uh, thank you to everybody that continually supports the podcast. I've uh, got to give a shout out to Andy Jackman and Jaden Fabry as well um, for making uh, this eastbound and down under trip uh, come true. And as well, just a huge shout out to the legend himself, Tyler Berriman. Uh, he really grinded it out. Uh, I'm sure there's guys that would have just got on a plane and gone back to America after uh, what happened to him happened, but we stuck it out. There was a ton of work went into getting him back on the bike for Farm Jam, uh, and it did not disappoint. We'll have more of our edits uh, from the Eastbound and Down Under series uh, that will include Farm Jam uh, in the next couple of days. We just got back, and we are smashing it out before uh, I head off to Vietnam on this uh, next weekend uh, for our second uh, annual Vietnam motorcycle tours featuring some fucking legends as well. Um, so yeah, busy times here at Gypsy Tales. Thank you to everybody uh, for your continued support, and uh, we'll d- jump right into this podcast. Is that what you got? Yeah, you got the clap. I got it here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be a surprise. <laughs> no, we did. We did none of that here. Um, but what we have done is we have come to Farm Jam 2020. I'm here with the homies, Chad Christensen, Tyler Berriman, and uh, we Yo. are doing Gypsy Tales live from Farm Jam 2020. Live, Boys. live on the scene. Live scene of the crime. It is. What's been happening, bro? Have you enjoyed your time here? I have absolutely enjoyed my time here. Um, it's the best place in the world, honestly. The places a dirt bike will take you. And, um, yeah, man, just being here, hanging with all the mountain bike boys, all the BMX boys, and shredding some of the best jumps in the world. It's been uh, it's been quite fun, for sure. Just a little bummed on the weather. I don't know if you can hear it in the background. It's clanking yeah. around in, in the shed a bit, but Mama Nature decided to show her face, and she's being a real bitch today. I know. She's not, she's not cooperating, but uh, some, some good times have still been had. Chatty Christensen, Chatty Wits, aka Chatty Clips. Uh, <laughs> you have been responsible for quite the vibe this week, bro. Hey, cheers. Thank you very much. I'm <laughs> just trying to have fun. First time to New Zealand, so I wanted to make sure everyone was having as much fun as me. So, you know, <laughs> keep it real. We're and trying. Yeah, We're trying, you know, chatty. a little bit of weather, but as they say, the show must go on. Do you need a hype, man? Chatty Clips is your guy. What? I want to. I want Tyler to explain uh, how you guys met and your first interaction because Tyler has a pretty sick story about just how dope Chatty is. <laughs> yeah. So it was what four years ago now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I went to uh, the North Shore of Hawaii and Chatty lives right across from where Pipeline breaks, right across Cam Highway. So I was there with the Weed Maps crew 
and um, a bunch of skaters, surfers, BMXers. Um, I was the only moto guy at the time, just hanging in a house right on sunset. And Chatty was out sniping clips and started uh, helping helping the whole film crew that was making the, the edit that week. And, and me and Chatty just hung out and shot the shit. You know, I was like the only moto guy, so it yeah. was kind of. You know, didn't really have a ton of people to talk to. I mean, you were hanging and mingling, but me and Chatty just sat and talked talk shit the whole time. And yeah, next thing you know, I was there a couple years later and back at uh, back on the North Shore and got to hang with him quite a bit and watch him Skype some clips from the from the sand. And then uh, yeah, fast forward. And, you know, I gave him. A, I remember he was super hyped on mountain biking, so I gave him a set of my fast house gear. And he was always sending me clips from from mountain biking and stuff on the North Shores and some insane trails and and then uh, fast forward a few years later he met the mountain bike boys over there filming and and then uh, you get to hang with him again stateside he came over for Black Sage Fest yep and next thing you know he was at Rampage so now me and Chatty get to hang out all the time I haven't quite made it back to the North Shore like I'd like to but stoked to be cruising the world with this dude and. He brings the vibes all the time. It's crazy that uh, I feel like every trip that you do, you meet a dude that you just become like full homies with for life. Well, and Chatty's, Chatty's that dude for me on he this got trip. A, he right? got a tattoo this trip from Neil, um, from Dustin Bones tattoo. It yep. says, friends are family, and that is damn true. You yep. meet a lot of damn cool friends and turns to family, you know, on the road and getting to experience all this shit together all the time. And that's the rules, you know, <laughs> friends are family and that's how we treat them, so. Where'd that vibe come from in you, Chatty? Fuck, I don't, it's just always been that way, like, always been hyped on the people I'm around and somehow get to be around some good people, and like, even when I met Tyler, like, I had no clue who he was, I was like, oh, just some, like, blonde hair kid, whatever. <laughs> Cali boy. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone was like, yo, you have to see this kid on the bike. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever, and then, like, like when I see it in the long run, I'm like, yo, I was kicking it with this kid. <laughs> so like, it's That's just cool. always been like, you know, you just treat everyone as like, it's your homie or someone from high school and like, that's yeah. how it goes. So yeah, I've been super lucky. Like everyone I meet just like, it's like another homie and see where it goes. And I can, can't, can't be more hyped to be able I to think, see Tyler. I think, uh, him being on the North Shore too, you know, it's like Aloha just teaches, yeah, teaches you the Aloha spirit and respect and yeah. all that, and he's got it and so yeah, Cheers and yeah, to meet meet the homie, like it's been insane with Jace and Jaden, like been such a good time, like just to see how psyched he is. I'm like, dang, like must be doing something right for sure. Yeah, no, it's been sick. It's been, uh, it's one of those trips where we like we spoke about it a bunch that our plan was to not have a plan basically and it's just been one of those trips that's worked out so sick by not having a plan like yep. meeting Carson and Jasper and Brandon and yep. Chatty all like the, all the we've, boys we've kind of just had like the most dialed crew for an entire week yeah huh? yeah and then you know for the free bros to bring us all together yeah you know we're all hanging in Queenstown we get to watch them do their thing and and they come out here and I get to ride and they watch me do my thing and then um, yeah just the free bros like so much hard work goes into this whole thing yeah. and, and and bringing just all the like culture clash of action sports together it's, yeah. it's all time like but, you can see the vibe up there is at an all time high everyone's amping even with the wind yeah 
and like full on like if you build it they will come dude yeah. that is a hundred percent right we are in the middle of nowhere yeah. in my mind so like yeah a couple hours from Queenstown just beautiful rolling hills no. everywhere she the only further south we go is Antarctica perfect baby let's go <laughs> keep it rolling let's go dude but it's so true that uh, it's like realistically we're inside a video game right yeah. now yeah, like for sure. this farm is so crazy and if you could build like the Tony Hawk skater for free riding and you know BMX and you know the dirt jump scene you would literally build this property this is it yeah. Yeah. no question and then to build the half pipe and that that hip feature in yeah. as well yeah a lot of hard work went into it for sure you can tell that um they're uh, they're they're putting their heart and soul into this whole thing it's by riders for riders i mean they Brett's out here riding riding the BMX yeah. line with the mountain bike boys and stuff and then um, you know Dan used to ride all the time and, and um, he crushes it too so it's it's good to see like the by riders for riders thing they're building features that they want to see and and um, yeah man it's cool just to see all their hard work and their passion and dedication yeah. to it and like Chatty said if you build it they'll come there's there's dudes from all over the world that are coming here yeah. and just simply because of of the vibe it doesn't matter who wins or judged or whatever like everyone's here you know traveling the world and, and getting to experience this insane property yeah. you know yeah and, and not and not by obligation yeah. like full on full sure. like they yeah. want to be here they're I, hyped on the scene I, the I jumps can, i can probably speak for most of everyone out here no one had to be here yeah no. everyone wants to be here you know Dude, we we spoke about it but we talked about this trip when you were hurt we said well, let's just do farm jam and it was just one of those you throw it out into the wind but it's like we kind of knew like this is we are actually gonna make this happen yeah yeah we made it happen too psyched that uh kind of worked out that i came to oz first unfortunately cooked myself but um i was stoked to get back on the bike yesterday that was pretty much a moment of truth for me to see if i could slide my foot into the boot and slid it on in there without having to spit on it and, <laughs> and uh yeah no it was good it was tighten that thing up and didn't feel too bad and i actually riding you know it was definitely sore at first but yeah. riding i think broke it and you know maybe made the blood flow a little bit more and broke it loose a bit and yeah actually feels better today it's definitely still sore but it could be worse man you can always rest on the plane ride home exactly we got 14 hours of rest so <laughs> what was your thoughts on seeing tv rod out here oh always so blown away like i don't get to see that much especially like living on hawaii and everything like we got maybe one moto track on the whole island and yeah. like the guys rip for sure but to see tv is just like another level like and like just so raw and like when we rolled up to like the little quarter pipe setup yesterday i'm like yo this thing is made of concrete <laughs> like that is gnarly and dude the guy just skies it and just you know puts on the show like doesn't matter if his ankle's blown what the conditions are he's gonna go for it gotta put on a show man yeah. he's gotta provide for everyone that came out here and of course the fruit bros for yeah. all their hard work like yeah. the the features they built was insane so i can't let a little bum ankle rob me from that i'm all the way here and i'll uh, push through it just to have some fun dude i mean on a like i'm proud of you for the way that you've handled this whole week man because uh, it was just at no point even with how bad shit was did it seem like you were going to give up on this no. whole process you know definitely that was the 
the moment of truth yesterday morning uh, getting here and I was definitely skeptical on throwing it in a boot and it was uh, wasn't too bad so I was stoked to get through those sections it was like that free ride section up top with the big fifth gear jump it's probably my favorite jump in the world Ooh. so epic just have to yank for it and then yank a turn up just you know, just by having to jump it straight and it's like the perfect turn up jump and straight On, 12 o'clock straight 12 o'clock <laughs> vertical like insane, huh? insane yeah and, and um, I think like it was pretty windy up there and it was a couple couple sketchy moments but I think um, you know splitting the wind like the way we were throwing the turnips off that thing we were kind of like splitting the wind with our bike basically 12 o'clock straight up and down and kind of wasn't too bad for that one but um we had a bit of a ride this morning and the wind was insane yeah. like i've ridden some crazy winds before just having to race and stuff and they can't really cancel a race because so many people come from multiple states and whatever and like world minis back in the day because yeah. vegas take, used to get bad huh? yeah we'd take off on the left side of the live and land on the right and it was super sketchy but um I think today might have taken the cake on the heaviest winds I've ever ridden in. Really? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much had to just throw your whip into the wind every time, and if you didn't quite throw it hard enough, the wind would just grab you like a block and just pull your wheels out from under you. So it's a couple of sketchy moments, but we went out and rode for a bit and gave the people what they want. And, um, yeah, hopefully we're still on call here yeah. waiting for a window with the wind because it can fuck right off. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. Absolutely. It's Should we give it a wind test, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. Stole that one from Carson. Thank you, Carson. Uh, so, Chatty, what's your plans? Um, where are you at filming-wise at the moment? What are you working on? So, right now, I'm with uh, the boys, Reed Boggs, Ethan Nell, and DJ Brand. And the we, Grom crew. Yeah, the boys, my how's little feel, boys. How's it feel babysitting those motherfuckers? It's good. I love it. Like, honestly, they're a family like anyone else. So, yeah, it's good fun. But, yeah, like, I feel like we all learn so much. And with any trip, like, you learn so much about yourself and everyone else and, like, everything. So, it's sick. Like, we definitely have our times, but, like, the vibe is high. Like, and yeah. we're psyched, you know? That's one good thing about a Gom crew, too, is just the, the psych level is always at an all-time high. Through the roof. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're on. So, and when... It's time like they're going, so it's yeah. sick and I love it. Like those boys, like Reed's taking care of me so much, so like I can't thank him enough. Like that's how I got like towards Rampage and Black Sage and everything and get yeah. to hang with all you guys. So forever thankful and it's psyched to work on more projects with them. Like usually like I would spend like the last six or seven years or so on surfing. So yeah. to get into like mountain biking and moto like just makes me so froth. Like it's yeah. something different, like such a cool vibe and just like try to bring my eye into that arena. So, so you've got a pretty yeah, crazy yeah. story, right? Because you were, weren't you shaping boards for Pizel before you, and you like saved up to buy your camera? Yeah. So How's I, that whole work? So that I was kind of like, so it was more so when I first moved to Hawaii, I was working at a surf shop and then like just like standard, just grinding the surf shop and like John Pizel would come in and out and stuff. And like one day I was like, yo, like, I'm like kind of getting over this. I want to move on to something else. Like I'd be hyped to work in your factory if anything comes through. So 
over time it kind of worked in and I started working on his CNC machine and I was running his CNC machine and some computer work for him yeah, so right. like and then got into that and then through that got more into filming and then just through all that started to make my way into like pushing towards filming like surfboards is amazing and learned so much like proper hard work so like it was a sick vibe but yeah like really thankful for what I've got to do for sure so what where does your passion for filming come from I think more so just photography like I grew up like was keen on photography I think like my family's always been a bit into it so like always have an eye for it and just like love watching surf movies going through surf mags like Mm. everything and just dig the photos so like it's gnarly these days like it used to be like a issue every month or so now and like now it's like maybe quarterly if Mm. any like magazines so I think the surf mags really got me into it and got me so hyped on it so like beyond thankful and then it just like put me in the place and I just nerd out on surf movies and all that Mm. so yeah and then kind of just see the print you know go dead but it's now you know, from it, from print to digital age, and now you're you're keeping up with the times. Exactly, now you're in the digital age, crushing shots. Yeah, she is. Do you, you think? Do you think it'll come back around? Like, I feel like everything comes back around in cycles. Yeah. Do you think the film thing will ever come back? Oh, the the print thing will come back around. I, yeah, I'd say so. I yeah. mean, just like with film, and like everyone's into their old cameras and film cameras right yeah, now. Yeah, like, true, huh? I feel like there's always a place for it. Like, yeah. if there wasn't surf mags, like who knows what we'd be doing? And like, I love like flipping through it, putting out the poster, putting out on my wall and everything. Yeah. So, I know like Instagram is kind of providing a different platform for everyone these days, and that's sick. Like, because we can still put our work out and get recognized. Like, without it, like I probably wouldn't know a lot of people but um like that just like physical copy in your hands was pretty cool and you can put it on your wall like you're not gonna tape your phone up to the wall with a picture of Tyler Beerman (laughs) (laughs) you know um when did you move to Hawaii how old were you um I want to say like 22 so I've been there like nine or so years now where'd you move from I moved from San Francisco grew up in San Francisco California just north in like San Rafael so and then after that was living in Santa Cruz for a couple years going to junior college at Cabrillo and then yeah like back then everything was surfing only surfing like that's it yeah and then um, moved to Hawaii and then was just surf shops surfboards and filming and then eventually like I got so burnt out on it because my life was just that I came home rode some friend's mom's bike and like by the end of the trip bought a mountain bike and brought it back to Hawaii and now I'm kind of stuck in this but like I love it because it gives me an outlet for when when the the surf exactly like I don't have to go out there and grind and get frustrated I'll just jump on my bike or grab a shovel and kind of go mess around that's super cool so did you you moved to Hawaii with like no real contacts in surfing um not so much in surfing I had some really good friends like my mom and brothers were born and raised in Hawaii so like we had some good friends we were like in contact with and like one of them Nat Woolley like worked for Eric Arakawa so we were always oh, kind of yeah. around the surfboard factory and like I was like yo this is a dream job you know so like it was sick and kind of weaseled into that and then yeah like once I got there just kind of try and make it my own and make it happen and somehow we're sitting here now yeah, yeah. you gotta be super humble I reckon to start at like the very bottom like started a surf shop because the there's definitely like especially in the instagram 
generation is like if you're kind of half popping on Instagram you kind of feel like you shouldn't have to do that like entry entry level it takes like a humble person to like want to start at the very bottom right and yeah the amount that you learn through that like you're gonna take your beatings you know you're gonna get bruises you're gonna like deal with some stuff you're super not keen on but yeah Yeah. like you learn so much and then take it to the next level and people give you some proper respect i'd like to think yeah was is that hard oh sorry to you team never give up baby yeah (laughs) dude you gotta you gotta want it dude yeah yeah, i've been this guy like team (laughs) never give up once all that came out like and we just say that at rampage i was like yo like it's really what's going on and it's happening so like somehow for sure dude was it hard being a howley but you know 22 on the north shore like trying to infiltrate the surf industry yeah i mean like not so much like you just like i have grown up just knowing like respect and all that so i just like kind of try like tread lightly and then just been like lucky with some really really good friends along the I way i feel like chatty doesn't get lucky i feel like chatty <laughs> makes it so yeah dude just <laughs> been pretty stoked but yeah like i remember like cheeseburger like Kioni Nozaki who gave me my first real gig in surfing that Mason's hose friend and I'd film him and Mason and stuff and then met a lot of the Volcom guys and just kind of weaseled my way but yeah just tried to be me and try to be humble and cool and somehow it's been working out for sure dude epically uh, <laughs> winning at that strategy yeah cheers boys keep going chatty you guys are legends thank you so much (laughs) Uh, so what else boys what else has grabbed your attention this farm jam has there been any any standouts apart from the alien brandon seminar it's insane watching that dude right yeah he's uh he's definitely a treat to watch right i mean all all the boys like have insane style and flow so well through these trails it's super cool to just sit back and watch your friends do their thing and, and have the pleasure of watching some of the best dudes in the business do their thing so it's cool is but, a part of the magic of this event is the fact that it brings different people together like you've got the mountain bike dudes then you've got the BMX guys then you've got the moto dudes everyone's yeah. kind of sessioning together yeah. and do you think that there's a certain energy that gets yeah, this there? is, there's an insane energy there just like the, like I said the culture clash of action sports and having the mountain bike and BMX boys here with us I mean pretty much the only other time of year that we get to have have this going on is is X Games you know yeah. and X Games you know you have skaters BMX moto um, it seems every, clear, everyone right. together but but this is this is that with without the pressure levels you know yeah. there's no pressure here this is 100% purely based around fun and 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 free riding so that's that's what's going down every which way i mean of course like each genre of action sports out here between mountain bike bmx and moto like we're all it's five by riders four riders driven judged by the riders so everyone you know can sit back and watch everyone ride and 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 you know at the end of the day the riders judge on each other and and for the most part it it speaks for itself if dudes are crushing it on each section then then and then you know it's it's obvious you know it's not like a playing favorites game or anything like that it's just um yeah it's it's real and i think you know no matter what place anyone gets out here it's like 
everyone's having such a damn good time then it doesn't matter and so much like mutual respect like yeah. you know like you see these people like you've probably never seen before just because you're in your mountain bike or bmx or whatever yeah and everyone's like yo who's that who's that like just hyping on everyone's style so like it's sick to see that in such a relaxed environment but yet everyone's gonna push it and put on a sick show it yeah. almost seems like oh sorry bro i was gonna say and it's cool just like you know i i love watching like brandon yeah. ride. And oh. the fact that, like, I could watch him do his thing just so effortlessly, and then he comes down, and he's sniping photos of me on the hip section, and then he comes up to me, and he's like, oh, man, that was so sick. Like, like you crushed it, and he was like, you know, he said the same thing. He, like, loved watching me ride, and, like, it's just, you know, the camaraderie and, and the respect that it goes between the transfer between all these sports and, and just, you know, the respect levels are at an all-time high for everybody, you know, so... It's cool. It's definitely, that's been one of the more fun things about this trip on my end is like of like meeting new people, meeting new super like-minded people, and then just seeing, yeah, the respect that everybody has for each other's own individual skill set. And like even with like the Jaden and Jasper filming and Chatty Phil, like everyone's kind of hyped on what we're all bringing to the table. And it's like at the end of this, there's going to be all of this content there's going to be photos there's going to be you know so much that kind of goes out and it's like a result of everybody coming together yeah and then underneath all of that is you've got the fru brothers that build it and they will come yeah for sure insane can't cannot thank those boys enough man like this is you know this is my hands down my favorite event of all time you know it's just the vibe level and just having everyone together and, and the best place in the world. Yeah. That drive in. <laughs> Unreal. Bit windy in the Winnebago. I'm I was sure. Say, oh the gosh. drive in was kind of gnarly. Very yeah. gnarly. Dude, you get coming over some of those turns and you get like, you know, the little rise and drop and you come over the rise and around the turn and you're turning into the wind and all of a sudden you're feel like you're three-wheeling and turning back into it and fuck man i was i was white knuckled on the steering wheel i was like fully fully down for you to not drive <laughs> like i was down for us I to was just over. like it it just didn't seem like it was stopping anytime soon so yeah. i just figured just keep going yeah the show must Team go never on. give up baby yeah show must <laughs> go oh, on dude that's exactly what it was but it was fucking gnarly dude yeah yeah, yeah. But even this morning riding this morning in that wind fuck Dude. And that's what, gnarly. and that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Yo, like TB's kind of injured. Like, I don't really know. It's kind of sketch." And like to see you roll out and just like do your thing regardless was like insane. You know, yeah. like says so much. Like it's not just like oh, like whatever. I gotta stay healthy. Whatever. You're like, yo, like these people are here and hyped. Yeah, like, let's yeah. do it. And the thing is, you know, there's no pressure on us to have to go out there and do it. But yeah. just to to show like the the respect that we have for the free bros and, and everyone yeah, you know dude. bringing us out here and and all these people showing up to watch us do our thing like the least we can do is go out and give it a shot and and we did what we could for sure at the time being yep. um, for sure we're waiting and fingers crossed that we get a little bit of a window yeah but um mama nature's really showing her face today she woke up on the wrong side of the bed yeah she can can go back to bed (laughs) roll back over on the other side (laughs) and see us 
I guess two years from now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, I'm gonna get Win and Dean because they want to go back to Queenstown. Uh, I might get you on with Louis after Chatty. Thanks very much, bro. Oh. I want to get you on the full podcast when uh, when we get back from. Uh, oh, what is it? if you come do the Australian leg of the surfing? Yeah, Chatty be- clips, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Find this be- dude on Instagram, Chatty underscore Wits W I T C Z. Well done, well done. Yeah, bro. Thank you guys so much. But Such can we vibe. just take a minute and we just did, yes. talk about his fucking haircut? Yeah, oh, okay. So for those should. for those <laughs> listening and not watching the not watching YouTube, Tyler is going to explain it. Yeah. Um. So, Chatty decided to let DJ give him a haircut, and he gave him a cul-de-sac on top of his head of yeah. a helicopter fly helicopter landing <laughs> pad yeah. with a couple of racing stripes down the side so yep. he's looking fast uh, dude he's splitting that wind out there yeah you know what's crazy <laughs> is when we were on the jet boat mm. that thing was just creating like the perfect slipstream <laughs> right and, and like that was the most enjoyable <laughs> it was creating a force field i didn't get wet yeah like everything about that haircut just saved me on that ride proper <laughs> wind tunnel and yeah chatty, chatty drafts yeah <laughs> chatty drafts. dude and that's how we're rocking around out here. I feel like I'm just splitting through the wind. You can't even touch me. I'll see you at the bottom of the hill. You gotta slow it down, dude. You're gonna get a speeding ticket. You know, we're in a different country. Oh, uh, boys. Well, Chatty uh, Clips, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Chatty Clips, Tom Behrman. You guys are the fucking best. Bro, cheers. Thank you so best. much, bro. Yeah, dude, anytime. Legend. Cheers. Uh, we'll be back with our next guest right Woo. after this. Nothing. <laughs> Fuck the wind. Yeah, that was the win. Not you guys. Levy did the game. And we're back, everybody. But this time on the New Zealand caster couch, we have Dean Lucas and fucking Windmasters, everybody. <laughs> Here we are, finally. Oh, mate, this is feels like a long time coming. I keep this real close, too, because of all, all right. the background. Up close and personal, mate. Up yeah, close. Soups, yep. soups close. Um, so, yeah, Windmasters is uh, one of my favourite humans of all time. Uh, he's a guy that I've wanted to get on the podcast for a very long time. He's a guy that is requested to be on the podcast quite frequently. That's oh. how much mountain bikers get on. We request it. We don't get, we don't get selected. <laughs> We're going to put the word out. I know, but... But uh, no, it's just because of location, 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 baby. But I come to win. Win's that big of a deal. Uh, you might know Win from Wheelie Wednesday, uh, the founder and CEO of Wheelie Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's been the world's longest intro to a guest. But yeah, Win Masters is here. Fucking man, I'm pumped on it. Chief Executive. CEO. Yep. <laughs> of the organization. Yeah. Uh, so, and then everyone will remember Dean Lucas from his highly popular episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. What's, what's happening, gang? We're back again. And uh, now, me and Dean, when we did it first, we were strangers. Now we're fucking homies. I was going to say, this is like the first event we've actually probably know, yeah. hung out. Yeah. We've drank coffee together in two countries now. <laughs> yeah, true. Fuck. <laughs> fucking, should we get a timeshare in something? Or <laughs> what are we doing next? <laughs> yeah, let's go halves in a. Uh, no, I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Win, tell me about uh, tell me about Farm Jam and your experience here thus far. This uh, is this is my actually my first Farm Jam. I'd, really? I'd never been. It's been going for quite a while, and I knew Dan and Brett for quite a while. So, um, I kind of just wanted to come along and see what it's all about, and uh, have a weekend off. Really, we yeah. had there was another race this weekend, but we wanted to come and uh, check out the Farm Jam, have some fun, and. Uh, do the pit bike race which you uh, if if it goes to a triple cl- a triple crown you are tied for the lead I believe Who's, yeah, who are you tied with uh, with Bernard or nah, Jacob Bernard only did two races 
He, well, he missed the first one. Well, he had prob- bike failure. Probably with Jacob, but but we were going off the just those two for the Triple Crown. I heard the FMA... Because uh, they have three lap races. I heard the yeah. AMA actually disqualified Bernard. No yeah, A1, no, A1, A1 no farm yeah. jam. <laughs> I heard that he's riding McGrath's pit bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a 200. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a big ball yeah. kit in it. Yeah. It's actually a factory 250F motor. Mm. He's, he was uh, actually quite angry because apparently I stole his ride <laughs> because someone offered me a bike and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take it. He rocks up, he's like, Dean, you stole my bike. And I was like, what, what do you mean I stole your bike? He's like, you stole my fucking bike. And he got really sour about it for a while. He takes it pretty seriously. It, about it, it was though. actually the worst bit bike you could yeah, ever have to. It was a heap of shit bit bike. <laughs> and he was trying to pay some guy a hundred bucks to borrow it. He ended up getting a good one, but that thing got every hole shot pretty yeah. much. Yeah, well, he had the brand new one. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so, all right, fair enough. McGrath's one. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had MCs, the <laughs> yeah. MC edition. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, he probably was coached by Axel or something for this particular race. But uh, back to the farm, Jammer. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's been a, a hell of a time. Um, just a shame about the win for them, really. It's worst-case scenario, really. Yeah. But uh, l- at least we arrived yesterday and we got to see a bit on that quarter pipe and see uh, Tyler do his thing and uh did tyler steal the show he definitely stole the show i've yeah, i was very impressed yeah, yeah what was it like for you guys to see him do his thing live it's pretty cool especially like when you kind of see the level above like you can kind of be it's just like yeah. that next step yeah there's a guy in a ktm i don't know who like what his name yeah, was, he was but he was throwing down i think it's Benny, yeah. yeah and that was just cool to see like someone like try and be there but just like it's not quite that level like there's a definitely a jump yeah it's fuck I just like wonder what it is with Tyler like is it just the fact that he's so comfortable on a motorcycle like I don't understand the difference like how he is that much better probably just comfort he, he looked like he's just having fun and uh, yeah. even throwing a bit of steez on everything yeah the other guys are just jumping it he's throwing the steez out yeah and like yeah. even even him just straight jumping just looks yeah it's like people have just got that thing like, I was gnarly. riding with our dog the other day and I was going behind him down um, Skyline and he's just throwing the bike like, upside down I'm just like how the f- like, what are you doing yeah. how the fuck do you and he's just like oh I just turn the bike it's like no you don't you're literally upside down and yeah. he's just like no thing at all but I think you just get that style and that like technique and it just it works for you yeah. and then they just roll with it but I'm hopeless in the air but I'll just go fast down a hill so I'll just stick with that everyone's got their lane dude that's it well, stay I just, it I just do wheelies yeah hey. <laughs> I was the back wheel guy <laughs> so where did the where did the wheelie Wednesday originate uh, it was like 20 so give, wait sorry so don't rewind off, but I'll give yeah. you I'll just give people some context so win yeah. races for GT factory racing and does the downhill world cups and the enduro stuff so Wynn is a legitimate world-class racer, but he has started this phenomenon called Wheelie Wednesday that has basically taken over Instagram and is now like essentially a brand that you manage. Yeah, pretty much. I just try and do a wheelie every Wednesday, going by the name. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Work's done for the week. That, that's the thing, but like every, every Wednesday i got to put out a video. Yeah. So it kind of puts pressure on, but um, it started in like 2014. I just, I was like... I've always done wheelies or manuals all the time, like even from like a young age. Yeah. I used to do wheelies to school when I was 11 <laughs> and try and wheelie the whole way to school. So <laughs> that was what I was into. But um, then it just became a thing and I was like, oh, I may as well post these videos. Yeah. And it started with one video and then it just it hasn't stopped. So have you missed a Wednesday since your first wheelie Wednesday? Probably like three. Really? In like five Six years. Six years. Do people hit you up like, what the fuck, man? You, drop, you dropped a wig. Uh, you're lacking. 
No, I'll get messages if I've like not posted it early. Uh, like I posted it late, and then I'll get messages saying, "Where's the video?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just working on it. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, or, down or there's like some last minute ones where my now wife, I'll be like, "We have to go and film a video now," and she's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, you, he made me feel <laughs> the other day. We finished riding, and like we were cooked, and he's like, "Oh, can you film me like helmet cam down this road?" And I was like, "Oh no, man!" He's like, "Oh come on!" Like literally just dragged me out of the car to like film him. Haven't yeah. posted it yet, but. It was sick. It was pretty good. <laughs> and so the cops were on the road while I was doing wheelie. Oh, yeah, they were. Oh, exclusive preview. Yeah. Is we that, ha- is we that a Gypsy Gang exclusive? Gypsy Gang exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive content to Gypsy Gang. Drop uh, soon. So, uh, Wind and I, we go back a little bit now these days. Uh, mm-hmm. We filmed a project together in Derby uh, for, to promo the EWS with Wes Williams, which was quite fun. Uh, and then we've kind of chased each other around the around New Zealand for the last few times, and I haven't really got to hang out that hang out that much. But we got to have a ride this week. Yeah, we got we got out on the motos, and uh, it was bloody good. A bit of fl- flat track moto, as we call it in New Zealand. It's just yep. paddock moto, really. Grass but track, yeah. Flat. We call it flat track. Yep. I don't know why. Well, there was grass on the track, so yeah. we call it grass track. We call it <laughs> we call it flat track. So you just peg out a track and uh, yep. go for it in the paddock, and uh, it was bloody good time. You're pretty handy on a moto win. I've been practicing quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. You can't wheelie a moto though, can you? Well, I can, I can wheelie that yeah. CRF 125. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, I felt like I could belong in New York with that thing. Yeah, you were yeah. killing it, bro. <laughs> you were wheelie boy in that shit. Yeah. Well, how but long have you been into moto stuff? Like, is it a new thing or have you always been into it, but you just didn't ride that much or? Uh, yeah, just the moto started. I never could really, I was like didn't have enough money to buy one and I was spending all my money on mountain bikes yeah. and then it started probably 2015 and I just got a 125 and then from there every summer like New Zealand off season yeah. I get a dirt bike and just try and ride as much as I can yeah, yeah. right and but so you always have like followed racing and you followed like the scene of it, yeah. of it all but you just weren't able to do it probably like one of the biggest uh, two wheel fans out there right yeah I just Love it, eh? It's been sick watching yeah. um, you and Jats and some of the moto guys start to like interact on social media, and it, like yeah. you are really into. Yeah. Well, into speaking these of Jats, oh okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that's for you, Jets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but like it's been really cool to watch you get to know some of these guys and. Uh, you've got you're obviously a fan of moto but I think nowadays there's like a lot of moto dudes that are are a fan of you through I guess you just like really being down to connect with people the way that you do yeah pretty much or just like if there's something sick on Instagram or Facebook I just comment I like it yeah Yeah. and then normally you're not too cool Nah, I'm not. I'm not that cool. Eh? <laughs> I only do wheelies. <laughs> do you reckon it's funny how like you can start relationships that way just through like commenting on some yeah. random guy's thing and it just, it and just then, builds into that. And then they check what you're doing and they get pumped on what you're doing yeah. and then it goes from there. And then you meet them in an event and you you pretty much get on straight away. Well, that's been the yeah. craziest thing for the podcast. Like you, you guys are both World Cup dudes, and for whatever reason, all the World Cup dudes seem to be pumped on Gypsy Tales, and it's been rad to like watch how you guys have engaged with it and then now it seems like you know there's a such a cool crossover happening yeah with, i think it's with more like all you guys i think it's more now than it was before hey like for i sure. see it way way more for sure dude there yeah. was there was like no crossover before pretty much no like i think another thing you know talking yeah. about burner before yeah like 
that for crossover stuff was probably like he helped everyone out for yeah. like because obviously all the motor guys like what's this downhill world cup guy and then obviously that draws them into what we're doing and then vice versa mountain bike guys in a moto so it's just yeah. like everyone said that was like a failure because he didn't even ride but i'm like that was a win for like everyone like even though we give him shit for it all the time like he helped everyone out kind dude of honestly too like i i think that the way he was riding in some of those videos i've seen a lot of fucking supercross i feel like he could have qualified to the night show yeah i just give him props for just doing it yeah it, like, it was a very hard track at a1 though yeah, <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll give him that yeah those whoops were pretty <laughs> fucking gnarly. it wasn't a standard a1 yeah, yeah. it was a gnarly a1 dude. yeah like, I haven't seen whoops like that at an A1 in a long time. They knew Burner was coming like, we need to make these bitches, <laughs> we need to make them big. We don't, we don't want that mountain bike going through. <laughs> it would be pretty sick for the sport, though, to have a dude like that, uh, you know, create that legitimate yeah. crossover. Well, he, he did say that um, MC wants him to do it again now. Yeah, it's so. Do. So I was thinking, why doesn't he come to the Australian New Zealand? Because that's like not as much big, yeah, not big as pond nice. kind of thing. Yeah. Like ease into it, and that'll probably help him actually do. I mean, if he's serious about it, he should. And there's an arena cross, like, because I mean, I don't know, Bernard, but like, there's definitely like a wank factor around A1. But like, if you were serious about it, what you'd do is you'd go and you'd race like the UK Arena Cross series yeah. or like the German Supercross. Like, there's a ton of different options. Out yeah, there build that into you it a do, bit more. Yeah. But that's if he's serious. I think he wants know. to go straight to the top, though. Yeah. yeah that's, that's Bernard's thinking. That's for the group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just don't tell anyone and go do it and just yeah. be low-key. Yeah, if if there was name. no videos, it, it would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Just go <laughs> under the name Mike Honcho and start racing a different <laughs> series. <laughs> um, I think that's, like, one of the cool things about this event, though. And, like, that's what Tyler was saying is it's the, the crossover and the fact that it's not really run that serious mm. uh, is what inspires so many people to like come and do this event and like do really well at this event, you know? I think it's cool when you're just walking through the paddock and you be like, oh, there's the best mountain biker, like yeah. Brendan Seminock, and then you got motor guys like Levi Sherwood and stuff, and you're just like, and everyone's just cruising around and no one's really even hassling them or being like fanboying them and everyone's just Dude, hanging that's, out that's fucking New Zealand though man yeah. <laughs> no one Ki- Kiwis don't do that no. yeah, for, yeah for real like yeah. sometimes with me when people will come and talk to me it's just like a full ear bashing of like yeah. people just want to get so full on and in New Zealand people will just like literally be like say what up and then it's like almost like they're too cool for you and it feels fucking awesome <laughs> you're just like dude you're doing it right yeah. Yeah. you are doing it right there's, there's some, like some dudes I'm like I want to actually talk to them more <laughs> and then yeah. they just dip. <laughs> and they dip on you <laughs> but they don't talk yeah. Yeah, it's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah. but yeah I mean that's I think that's like I don't know this this whole event is just a crazy vibe and I think it's a mix of like the location the fact that it only happens every two years means people have to come yeah build it yeah it's got time to kind of build up again because like if you well you think about it like let's say if you go now nah, fuck it it's too hard I'm not going to come then you're only doing farm jam every four years yeah yeah I get you which is gnarly because you're like well fuck yeah. that I'm not missing out on four years of this shit so I think just just that too it makes people like they have to come yeah we like, were saying as well we think one thing they could do is just put like you know obviously the win affected it so much now yeah like throw in a couple of events that are like not win like associated Ooh. so just put like a slalom in put like because if you get enough fucking people up there or even on BMX or something like just have a just yeah. like a joker fucking race kind of thing because the crowd's already there just run it to like the left or the right of where like the supercross or the, the jumps are yeah totally and then you got agree. something going on 
because we went up there and just like moto in a slalom track and it was just like did if, you guys end up doing that just on motos though just on like the pit bikes yes but yes. you could easily just run bikes back down it yeah and just yeah. do that we were thinking like you go up on a, like a hundred and then you like get to the top and then there's another track where like you tag someone in and then they go down on a mountain bike yeah. i mean yeah yeah it's something like that just for when it's so windy it would fill in all the time and the yeah. people would still be stoked to have an event yeah, yeah. no exactly but, but it looked like they were trying to ride the dirt jumps so dude, that was that was <laughs> props gnarly. to them that was, <laughs> that was gnarly when you see the trees blowing and then yeah. they're just like still doing backflips over these big jumps yeah. like dude yeah. how was hucker's first run he went out and then he flipped that last big trick jump down the bottom and it was so windy, dude. Yeah. Like, and swirly windy. It's not like it's even windy to where it's like straight on so you can just go faster or it's tailwind so you just back it off a bit. It's just like a fucking box of chocolates, baby. And you it was on and off as well. You get like a big gust yeah, yeah, and yeah. then nothing and then big gust and it's... No, nah, props to them for doing it. Fuck yeah. The worst conditions <laughs> that you could ride in. I know, yeah. but dude, you'd probably... I mean, the rain for the dirt bike, uh, for the BMX dudes, I guess they can't really fuck with yeah. the rain. But the, uh, yeah, the the wind is definitely, like, it's just a no fucking, no go. Yeah. What did you see? Do not collect $200. Did you see when um, Dylan Long was going out and he was just, like, moto, like, race jumping and I was like, well, that's sick. And he, I talked to him, he's like, oh, like, people are here to watch. I'm just going to go. And it just looked like he's doing moto. moto. It's yeah. just moto. <laughs> and, and then you see, like, the freestyle guys, obviously they're not used to that, so they're jumping and just getting blown. And it's just like... Yeah. It's sketchy to watch. I didn't even want to watch it. Hey, you watch someone land like two meters off to where they're like, they were going to land. You're just like, fuck, just pack well, it Tyler, up. Tyler, dude, like, I'm never the guy that is going to doubt people's ability or try and stop someone from doing something that they want to do. But I was like, hey, man, like, we should for sure leave here walking. Like, yeah. there was two times when he hit the dirt jump coming back towards us, and he just, like, started on the left. And then ended way on the right. And I was just like, Eesh. Yeah. Because I know, like, in, obviously in his head, everyone's there to, like, watch this. But and yeah. you just want to throw down. Well, that's what's crazy is, like, the respect that everybody has for the Fruit Brothers. Yeah. Because if this was... I'm fucking telling you, if this was any other event, you wouldn't get a black on that hill, dude. Mm. You would not get a black on that hill. But the fact that everybody is still up there and just, like... We're down to try. That yeah. that really speaks volumes about just, the level of respect. They just see how much work they've put into this event yeah. to grow to what it is, and like just get everyone here on their own farm and make it such a cool thing, you know? Yeah. So I think that's where they they're just willing to risk it, really. Yeah. Because such good bunch of guys and it's bloody good spot eh? yeah dude it's fucking ridiculous spot what's yeah. the what's like the standing of farm jam like in new zealand or like this farm is this like a bit of a like a cultural yeah it's, it's probably like action sports the biggest thing for new zealand yeah right yeah, i'd say like we don't have any other event where they everyone all connects so they've they've created that and built it into this pretty much a brand the farm jam mm. yeah well i was gonna say where else yeah. really has all of this in one like spot i can't really think of no not unless you talk about x games but it's, it's yeah, so it's, different yeah and that's like serious everyone's kind of like yeah. yeah yeah it's like actual it's very segregated there's a lot of security around you need passes to get everywhere yeah. it's like that, that's the one thing about this event is that obviously you pay to get in and you've you know like it's an event but there's just no like just don't feel any of that event bullshit where you've got to like show your fucking lanyard every yeah. time you walk through a gate. It's just, it's not one of those deals, eh? Well, it's funny because we got our mate Ethan here and we're like, oh, can he get a media pass? And he's like, oh, yeah, sweet. So just yeah. gave us a media pass and he's just riding around on a 110, <laughs> just jumping in, taking videos and stuff. And like, they just, 
yeah, they're happy with it. It's like put some footage out. That's cool. Yeah. Makes us better. Yeah, dude. Well, and it and it makes sense. Like they get it, you know. Um, the Queenstown just seemed like it was just popping off in general this this time of year with uh, the whole mountain bike like downhill a lot of teams are doing testing and stuff it, yeah. is Queenstown a bit of a hot spot at this time of the year in mountain bikes probably like one of the places to go in yeah. the world at this time of year to, to test downhill and to ride properly it's there's that much good riding and so many things to do every day so everyone just comes out and it's pretty good because eh? yeah. everyone normally comes from Europe because obviously Europe's in winter yeah. and then the crank works in Rotorua so I think yeah. most people come around now yeah. do they like a few we- yeah do a few weeks and then go crank works and then yeah peace out back home are you guys going to be at crank works I'm not sure at the moment the uh, coro- oh, don't you have coronavirus like a- in, in Taiwan might stop I meant to be going yeah, to Taiwan yeah, for a trip right. so the coronavirus from China is closing down travel in Taiwan I think dude I'm going to fucking Vietnam next Friday Ooh. what are you doing there I don't, I don't know if you yeah yeah that's what I'm like that's why I, I text my mom because I'm like should I like pull the pin on this whole Vietnam what are you thing? doing there this holiday or yeah well we're like going on that Vietnam motorcycle yeah, holiday which looks sick it's so yeah. fun dude like it's so fun we need to do it one day Dinos I'm down I'm, yeah. I'm down with you I want to do um, so Jason Thatcher the dude that owns it it's like a full good mate now and I said to him that I want to do like a super tour with just there's no punters on it it's like just for the fucking boys to yeah. go and yeah. we'll take like a couple filmers it is the most insanely fun trip eh? how far do you go like when you're two and a half thousand nearly three thousand k's bro like, just all through vietnam. all through vietnam dude like there's places where you go we went through this one little village near the uh cambodian border yeah and there were kids in that village that had never seen a white person yeah that's pretty sick it was that yeah. sick and we stopped and uh so there's like a support van that's got all of the food and shit in it so you stop and the boys make you lunch like the tour guides yeah the vietnamese tour guides they make you lunch and uh we you just pull up and there's you just ask somebody they just go up and they're like hey can we stay for lunch and then they make all the lunch and then they give the families and like the villagers all all the rest of the food and stuff because it's like you know super poor like yeah, there's not yeah. there's not a lot out there and uh dude it's just yeah so much fun and then you get into the cities at night and you just drink and it's just yeah dude it's so much fucking fun what kind of bikes do you go on just like adventure bike kind of thing shit box oh just heaps of crap yeah they're 150cc harleys <laughs> but that probably makes it even more fun you know what yeah. it is it's yeah. the go-kart effect yeah you know when you race go-karts and they're so yeah. shit yeah. everyone's the exact same speed and it's the most fun thing you've ever done yeah, yeah. that's exactly what this tour is well it's like when I went over you just get scooters and shit and like they yeah. have pieces of shit but you're just jumping them off curves and just being fucking idiots yeah dude it's so much fun and you just see like a real crazy side of that country too yeah, yeah. like very very the, gnarly what what most people never see yeah like that's the whole that's the whole slogan is like see the real Vietnam or yeah. whatever but it's, it's fucking true dude <laughs> but you see more than you want to see sometimes yeah <laughs> but which is like the sign of a good good, uh, yeah. good holiday a proper trip so do you boys stick together a bit when you travel like World Cup wise or oh now and again we oh just at the races, really. Yes, yeah, Wind yeah. comes and interviews me, actually, yeah. most of the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 He's Dude, all, we, we need to talk about Wind TV as well. Yeah, he's yeah. back. We're, we're going to say, I reckon Wind's like... I'm on holiday from Wind TV. He's probably, moment. for mountain bike-wise, yeah. made the biggest career off 
like I guess expanding into like your back wheel and a microphone. It's insane, eh? Because so, like, that's like a thing. You've got your brands, like obviously as a racer. Yeah. This is like you know how I said I started the podcast kind of thing. Yeah. I would say not like inspired by wind, but it's like there's other avenues you can go down. Yeah. And it's like yeah. obviously wind TV. It's massive. It's like the podcast things. It's like you can yeah. make that massive if you actually like put effort in. Yeah, and it's just like consistency over time too. Yeah. Like yeah. it just grows because I feel like for you, Wheelie Wednesday would probably. It's like, do you feel like it's got its it's its own, it's like its own life form, and then you just take care of it? Yeah, pretty much. It's it's its own thing. If I keep it going every week, then people are pumped on it. Yeah. So Just keep it going. It's hard to be consistent sometimes, but yeah. um, it kind of puts pressure on as well. But then it takes pressure off some of your racing, so that's quite nice. Have you? Um, would you say that like? it's made you better at other aspects of like business or because yeah. it, it's forced you to do something so regularly and there's like because like we were saying before you know people will be like where the fuck is it you know yeah. you're like kind of accountable like yeah, has yeah. that accountability led to just other good shit pretty much because then I'm try and be consistent with all my social media or content and stuff and, and I enjoy making that yeah and, and building it into something just keep it going where so. did that even come from to want like to enjoy content? What is well, it? I don't enjoy? know. I just like making videos. When I was like started in two thousand nine, like just after I'd started racing, pretty much. Yeah. And started with my like first video, and then I started doing these Win TV ones. It was like this, I think this Kiwi sports show where they just rip the piss out of everyone. Yeah. And I kind of like that style, so I was like, oh, we need to do that in mountain biking. And me and my brother are both kind of jokers. So yeah we kind of come from there that side and uh, try to look at things not so seriously yeah yeah. I've got to ask you like with Win TV is that separate to like your actual sponsors with like GT or is that no, just no. its own separate thing it, or is it just kind of all mixed in it's together it's all, all mixed in together right? the, the whole package yeah Yeah. so we yeah. were we were kind of talking about this a little bit the other day and we yeah. thought it'd be cool to talk about is just like I guess the financials behind being a, a full time uh, like mountain bike athlete it's kind of gnarly because in my head I don't obviously know the figures that guys get paid but there's so many fucking mountain bikes that mm. get sold there's so many brands that sell these fucking things they're so fucking expensive yeah like more expensive than a moto yet you cunts are all broke well we were talking and about I this don't get it. we were talking about this the other day because it's a bit of a joke even with like yeah. prize money at races like yeah. world cup numbers keep getting bigger and bigger more attendance you gotta obviously pay to go to most of them our prize money is fucking terrible what is it what I, does it take to well, or like what do you get to win a world cup i well for, for prize money wise i got seventh at lenser hide and i won 310 euros <laughs> for se- seventh in the world i'd make more at a local race at home you, you mm. might have got um to adelaide with that uh, like, money. That, like you get you literally you get obviously sponsor money yeah. is the only way you can make it happen and then but like, even is, that there's not a lot of sponsor money right <laughs> no at the you got it literally the top, top. at the top, top, top end there's there's a, lot, a fair amount but then it drops it pretty drops quick. right yeah. off but I guess that's with moto as well literally yeah. it's like top 10 you're good and then after that it's just like drops down but yeah. I don't I get it with moto in a way though because it's like the fucking the the cost associated like you can't put a motorcycle in a bag that no. thing has <laughs> to go in a semi around the country that the semi bill like the fuel bill to races was for JDR was fucking remarkable dude yeah like it was so insane even to the point where it's like 
when the when it goes say if you run one of those kind of random east coast races for the west coast yeah it's like there's 15 grand that the team just has to cough up just in fucking fuel so it's like those costs dude just aren't applicable to mountain bikes like you can travel with them in a bag you don't need crazy mechanics the spare like it's a lot easier yeah it seems so much fucking easier the other thing as well with like i was talking to scott this year when i signed with them and they were telling me like skiing motocross running all their like other things they invest money into like they've all kind of plateaued like they're still doing well but they've plateaued mountain biking just keeps growing and growing and growing but like you say the like the money doesn't keep growing for the athletes so it's a bit like when's that going to go up with it and match it because it's massive now like I was talking to the Red Bull people and like views have doubled attendance has doubled like everything's getting bigger there's not many other sports that are growing at that rate or even growing at all so it's like it does need to grow for the athletes as well but then you look at someone like yourself and even you you've got your own podcast you do a lot of your own shit it's like are we just in the era now where you need to as a professional athlete say fuck that I'm going to get my own money. It's hard, though, because, like, you've got you're a connected brand, to but you're your semi, well, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I don't know, is that the line that needs to get drawn to where it's like, okay, I'm going to ride for your team, I'm going to do this, but then I have my own brand off the side. And it's like either either you come up with the money, bridge the gap, and then you guys own everything, or I, I own this part of my career, you own that part. Because, like that's what the music industry is like now Mm. you'll get guys where back in the day it was well not even back in the day like people still get like those full 360 deals where it's like the record label owns everything and then you get some bands that are like no you can you can do the uh the release you can do the fucking all of that shit everything digital blah 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 but we get our merch we get our touring yeah you know so it's like maybe that's the way of the future is like guys just have to start taking their brands more seriously and then you know working on monetizing those brands but then it's like but then you're not being a racer yeah it's like how like you say with the podcasting it's like i shouldn't have to do that to like make ends meet make ends meet yeah. but it's just like it's something i think you know i think people just want to be entertained eh? Fucking like we're, we're literally just entertainers yeah. so i'm like yeah. if you can entertain them or talk to them like that's what you gotta do so it's just like if you find out other avenues but it's just like we shouldn't have to do it if you're being like the best in the the world world, yeah yeah. but I think it's just if you can and it works do it but I think you just kind of got to find a good happy medium between maybe sponsors and then like other avenues you can go down and then even if you balance like your own sponsors along with different things and like have like just say because a lot of time we were talking about this today like the team kind of owns you in a way with yeah. their sponsors attached to the team yeah but if you can get ones personal and stuff you can make it you can work it a lot better yeah but that's the thing like i actually just signed a deal like two days ago for my podcast i'm finally getting money into that oh and sick. that's just like that was like that was never the goal but it kind of worked out that way and like you say like you shouldn't have to do that to make more money but more numbers people watch it it gets out there if you can do that like yeah. keep doing it it's all skills too I guess at the end of the day like w- because the racing thing doesn't last forever but a, a lot of guys just focus on that racing thing so it's quite good to have something else as well yeah I think and then you you're building your own skills for the future as well yeah, yeah well look and at you at a race just say you have a terrible race get a flat tire or something it's like yeah. well does anyone chat care to no like, like fan wise they care less probably about the racing then then they want to see the video afterwards yeah like the wind tv or the wheelie or whatever pretty much they're all about the wind tv yeah and in, in america anyway 
Yeah, that was you like said crazy. you got like yeah. a pretty big audience in America. Yeah, right? it was like crazy, yeah. Americans are the biggest yeah. super fans, yeah. eh? We went we, to Snowshoe. Everyone yeah, you guys knows never your name. Go there. Yeah, I know it's it's ridiculous. We Snowshoe just was the, more races. Was yeah. one of the best World Cups. Yeah. Like everyone knows your name. You go down that track, you'll get like ten deans yelled at you. Yeah. You go to Europe, you just get people like ringing cowbells and yelling. Yeah, they're it's just like, there for the good time. They're just there because yeah. it's there. But yeah. Americans are like will come up to you and be like something about you, and they'll be like, "Fuck, I've been following this, been following that," and like generally super excited. Yeah. Like, and then you go to Europe. And half the kids come and ask for shit. Like, can I have your goggles? Can I have stickers? And you're yeah. like, do you even know who I am kind of yeah. thing? Like, not in a rude way, but... Yeah. No, I know what you mean, though. I yeah. had heaps of them coming up and, like, giving me gifts and stuff. Like, yeah, that's heaps no, of American yeah. guy fans. So it was pretty cool, yeah. It's just sick that, you know, you'd be in... Like, because really, it's just, you're just being yourself. Like, you're just yeah. putting yourself out there to more people, right? And having a laugh after the race with everyone and... Uh, give them a bit of shit depending on who it is yeah, yeah. yeah well, I think one of our best interviews when I was talking about like a birthday special in Thailand or something <laughs> just stuff like and that's funny because I actually made it onto the thing yeah you know the best thing about that my grandma shared it afterwards and I don't think she had any, any idea what a birthday special was <laughs> yeah, I don't have an idea what a birthday special is we'll, go, we'll find out when we go to Vietnam <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking funny okay 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 I can I can see where we're going yeah um, yeah, no, that... Sorry, boys, just had to get that out there. Yeah, sorry. Um, where we go to now from there? Fucking Vietnamese birthday special. You've taken my mind away from the podcast. <laughs> Fuck me. Dean Lucas, everybody. We've done it now. Dean, <laughs> Dean loves a birthday special. Open to yeah, imagination, yeah. really. Yeah. What, um, what's been your... Uh, who has been your standout competitor of this farm jam? Well, Tyler Berriman, I'd say. Yeah, fair call. For sure. Like, uh, he was even out there when it was windy this, uh, this um, round lunchtime yeah. today. Just throwing down some big whips, keeping everyone happy. Why is the whip the most loved thing yeah. that you can do on a motorcycle or a bicycle? Or why it's the... <laughs> it's like the simplest trick, but it's also the most insanely complicated I was thinking that today because like a turn up or a whip and just like some guy did a backflip like suit man or something and then some guy did a turn up and I was like I'd much rather see the turn up why I don't just it's, looks cool it's just that much cooler it's crazy though and, eh? and uh, if someone can do it like that you can have so much respect for that you know? yeah I guess like, maybe like yeah. how many people can do it like that yeah is that it's, certain it's way like you, is just you can like, probably do the trick quite like depending on the trick what yeah. trick you do but some of the tricks are quite simple probably to do because it's the bike stays straight yeah but to, to throw it like that and just hear the engine just yeah it's it's, just, it's that much it's cooler. just that certain style yeah. like you see like i'd yeah. rather see a guy with heaps of style over someone that can do like a gnarly big trick the problem with the trick is that like i only really want to see it once yeah yeah i, w- I wanted to sit like sheeny's triple flip sick, uh triple yeah triple flip sick as fuck once yeah yeah yeah. if you see it second time you've seen it yeah like i've already seen it but it's just it seems like that's not the case with whips i was thinking this the other day because you know how's like nikolai rogatkin does those gnarly big tricks and then brendan seminock like obviously can do similar but i'd rather watch a video of him just being style like yeah he does those. he's a fucking alien you know he does those minute videos (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like you just like you can't not watch it it's like something so satisfying about just this style and it's like why why does that just work he connects everything to the next feature as well which is like insane yeah dude when I watch that guy ride he makes me wonder what the fuck is going on 
but like, very, he's not very, from around here. No. <laughs> very similar to Tyler, though. Yeah, it's yeah, the same. exactly the same, it's but the mountain same, bike. Yeah, yep. That's yeah. just a thing that they've got, and they don't know why. I don't know why. Probably, no, probably no the same why. as watching uh, Lloyd come down yep. on downhill track, yeah, and, and he looks like he's cruising, and he's just going green at all the splits. Maybe, like, it's, maybe it's a Red Bull helmet. How maybe. and what is he doing? Gives him extra yeah. power. Maybe it I was is saying, I don't know if I want the pressure of that Red Bull helmet. No. Like, so we're talking about it. I was like, that's a lot of pressure, that helmet. You have to perform. That's, a, that's that a golden lid. Because I was going to yeah. say, like in the like the world that we know, we already know they're good. Yeah. But from like the outside, if you see a person with a Red Bull helmet, like you that guy's ex- good. Yeah, you would yeah. just expect mm. it. Huh? So then it's like everyone knows you got to throw down, not just the people in this kind of and circle. Then, then back to where we were before it, Everyone from the outside probably thinks they're just killing it. Yeah. Like financially. But deep down, most of them probably not. Yeah, yeah. no, you're yeah. right. Dude, I think that, like, speaking on Tyler with the whole Red Bull helmet thing, I think that that Red Bull helmet is one of the things that got him back to win X Games. Because it's like he felt so much weight of that thing being on his head. Yeah. That he was like, and he's gone through this crazy rehab, but he knows he's got all the best doctors. He's got the best facility. He's got the best rehab. He's, everyone is like the best that's connected to that company. So there's just no, for him to come back and suck, there's literally no excuse. Or for him not to put, like the only way he would have not come back for that X Games is if he just didn't put in enough work. Yeah. And I think with this as well, as like, because I know when obviously motocross and our sport, like you have a lot of self-doubt sometimes. Like sometimes you'd be like, what the fuck yeah. am I doing? And then I think maybe even seeing that like Red Bull helmet just be like, no, I'm here for a fucking reason. I'm the best in the world at this. Mm. And then that can lift you up as well. Because I know I'll have days riding where I'll just be like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And then I'll have other days <laughs> yeah. where I'll just be like, ride perfect. I'm like, no, like, I'm here for a reason. Yeah. I, I've like I've made it this far, but like they can be three days apart or two days apart, and it's just funny. But same with him, if he was injured and just maybe coming back, and then he kind of like the whole Red Bull thing can lift you. Like I'm yeah. the best in the world. I got this fucking helmet for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Let's do it. And that can pull you out of a hole sometimes. And if you're like all the support there. that comes with that helmet. Yeah. Like they might not pay him heaps of money, but they make sure that he's got all the support to come back, dude. Like in the best way, I guess. Oh, you're so yeah. right. Yeah. And even. Man, like when we rode the other day, I, I wore all Tyler's gear and he only had a Red Bull helmet. I didn't even want to put it on. Like I, I gave, I got Wynn's helmet. Yeah. yeah. I, there's just something weird about that fucking lid, dude. And I just like, I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. It's like that's, what's a slipper? Who's that fucking Cinderella. Cinderella put it on. I was like, nah, they don't fit. <laughs> just don't feel right. So, but I tell you what, I felt pretty powerful with Wynn's helmet on. <laughs> GT factory yeah, racing. Did you put it on just, it just burnt your hair? I was like, fuck that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt, I felt quick, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you came out really in that second moto when we came out and had a little battle there. Yeah, it was, that was a good I, battle. I washed mate. the front, so you must have been putting the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I almost did... Uh, I almost did that exact thing. I crashed in the rut when I, I my f- boot hit that uh, tire that was on the <laughs> yeah. left hander and just went OTB on that bitch. Yeah, that was uh, a fun little track, man. Yeah, it's bloody good fun. Like super simple, but that much fun. Can we give a quick shout out to Fluff as well? Yeah, shout out to Fluff. <laughs> he's uh, a local. He's a Taranaki legend, really. Yeah. So he, uh, I get a message on Instagram a DM, and it was from like. 
4102 fluff. So oh, I didn't, 0214 fluff. Oh, hey, I was so pretty close. It's actually. A, f- a phone number. Ah, so right. 0214 fluff. Oh, yes. Right. Phone number. Fuck, his shit's going to be ringing. <laughs> text fluff. <laughs> text fluff and tell him thanks. Um, but yeah, so I like I saw this message. It was in my request and I saw the username, so I just didn't bother reading it. And then I spoke to Wynn and Wynn said something about the grass shark. And then I, I saw that and I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm going to go back in and read this message now. <laughs> went back in and then, yeah, we went out and had a dope ride. Bro, we rode till like 9.30 yeah. and then Wynn was trying to teach me how to do stand-up donuts on a trials bike, oh, which that, is a fail. That, that was fun, though. That was fun. I had fun <laughs> trying. <laughs> that is like the most fun. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a wet paddock. And then we went and did some donuts in the van afterwards. You're hooked on Roll these the donuts. Clip. Roll the clip. <laughs> Roll the clip. Roll the clip. I love donuts, dude. Yeah, yeah it was, you yeah. just seem like the kind of guy that just loves any kind of shenanigans on a on just a just motor, appreciate on a vehicle. Appreciate that sort of thing, yeah. The um, <laughs> a fuckwit on something, oh, <laughs> doing hoops. having fun, having fun. Yeah. The um, the motorhome definitely did not do donuts. It did not want to do any donuts. I was struggling to get that fit. Like, I was thinking that was gonna tip. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty. <laughs> Did it unsta- look tippy? It looked pretty unstable while I was spinning around you. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing like tandem fucking tandem. Well, I was just doing big circles essentially, and then Wynn was doing donuts. What's yeah. this in the motorhome? I was in the motorhome. Yeah. He was in the <laughs> trying races. to do donuts in the motorhome. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a rental? Yeah. yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. No, it was fine. Yeah, that's what they're built for. Made for it. We didn't go full Jack Miller spec on the burnout though. Well, yeah. I don't know that many people could go Jack Miller spec on a burnout. I, I like that he appreciates a burnout. Oh, doesn't he? What? With, you know, that much appreciation. <laughs> I wish I had the love for that. St- like, you know, you just, you just don't lose a love for something. Just you, imagine you, if you just loved burnouts. Like, you that was just your, that's Jack Miller. That's your yeah. thing. It's just like, fuck me, just some rubber burn and gets me off. Just, you don't, gets you me don't going. like donuts? And I like them, but just to that level. Yeah, not to I, that extreme. Like, yeah. like, just dream of them. Just dream that. No, I don't dream of them, no. Yeah, well, Jack Miller does. Yeah. Dude, one of the funny, like, honestly, one of the funniest one-liners ever that wasn't supposed to be funny was Jack Miller being like, yeah, I fucking love burnouts. I do them by myself. Yes. <laughs> and he was, and like, he was just dead serious. I'm yeah. just waking up middle of the night with this itch. Just like, if if just you do burnouts burn. by yourself, you, you're you've in, got eh? a burnout problem. You are in. You're, you're addicted. You're well and truly a fan. Yeah, he was just yeah. saying, he's like, yeah, I just, yeah, fucking... Got up at like 5am once and just thought, fuck it, no one's here. I'm just going to do some burnouts. And, just like, and he just did burnouts in his shed. And he right. like he listed off all the cars that he did them in. Yeah. Oh, was he, like, he didn't stop at one. No, he fucked like every tire that he could. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate like the standstill, but I like the drift. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that's got a lot of appreciation for that. You've made me want to practice the, and old, the wheelie the drift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate Jack Miller's wheelies as well. Oh yeah. fuck, dude! Those MotoGP wheelies. You want to talk about like a scary wheelie? And the bike is not meant to wheelie. <laughs> no. so, so that goes yeah. to show how much power those fucking things yeah. have. Yeah, it's like literally designed not to do it, and they just all do it. And anyway. the horsepower can just still well, make it happen. Well, he does it, and he does it stoppy as well. Big stoppy, bloody good. Loose cunt. Yeah. Um. So when does the year like really kick off for you guys? Oh, it's not far away now, is it? Like Crankworks, what's that? A bit over a month. March, right? Yeah. 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 We've got a pretty hectic March because they've pushed the first World Cup super early because of the Olympics. Oh. So we got to go like, well, I didn't, I'm not even sure if I'll do Rotorua Crankworks now because it's like Rotorua a week and then Portugal World Cup. So I think yeah. I'm just going to go straight to Portugal, do some testing and then race there. Yeah, right. I got the uh, first enduro 
a week after the first World Cup, so end of March. So is it hard doing both? Uh well, I probably missed the first World Cup. Yeah, but right. um, pick and choose. But I do focus more on the enduros because I like the amount of riding you do in a, in a day with those that discipline. Yeah, you're the kind of guy that likes to really be in the hurt locker, which yeah. is just weird <laughs> because like you don't associate a guy that wants to fucking punish himself that bad with wheelies and drifting. No, you know what he, like, when I rocked up, first thing he said to me, oh, you don't come do the 100k ride with us on Tuesday? I was yeah, like, he's just giggling about it because yeah. it's fun to him. And no, you know, I just I just wanted fuck. to to film Dean <laughs> deteriorating throughout yeah, the he's day. he's just like, oh, he knows I'm going to be hurting and then he just watched me fade off. But it, It's not it, a trail bike as well, not a road it'll bike. It'll still be enjoyable. No, it's not. And, he, the, and he, at the end of the day, you'd be like, that was a sick ride. What about after, was it Valdesol? You rode like 200, 300Ks by yourself. With 300, like 330Ks back, <laughs> back to Munich. What do you think about when you do those rides? I normally just put podcasts in and just cruise. He's listening to you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's hurting. No, and I did, um, well, I did it over two days, that, that one. But, yeah, right. But I just put a podcast in and I just grind, eh? Dude, I, I, I have had messages from Wynn being like, hey, when's this going up? I'm out. <laughs> like he's got he's already listened to them all I think it's something in the master blood because I know Eddie's got back from like after parties and then just got yeah, like just start on, training yeah on like a watt bike and just putting in efforts in, in the middle of the night just still drunk gear. at like 3am and, and then and then it worked yeah well hey boys <laughs> uh, hey Carson our dog you guys ready to rip ready Ready we're to gonna, hit the couch? Yeah, we're yeah, gonna sweet. we're gonna rotate. I gonna... I love and appreciate both of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> While we're here, and then we're finally here. I know we're, so, we're yeah. gonna do a proper one, Winnie. I wanna, we're, I wanna we're gonna really go deep yours. and get into the other Jace. What, what's the other Jace? The old my penguin. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah I oh, is this your frozen one? Yeah. I'm gonna start it right up real quick. Oh, up here. Yeah. So we're gonna. Everything. I don't know why he told me that. I'm not cutting this. Yeah, out. he could have just he could have just done that. <laughs> we're, There's no we're, way I'm we're gonna, gonna get, do the effort get, that. get the penguin story next time. Right, oh, yeah. We're gonna get the the lads the lads are coming. We're we'll trading out. All right. See hey, a gypsy gang. Dave, Cheers. Follow. What's your socials, Win? What's yours? At Winmasters. Oh, just your name. Yeah. Perfect. Dinos underscore Machinos. Oh yeah, I do like that. Mister Machinos. I was gonna change it, but then all these nah, people got angry. No, all these people like got real it. angry. It's like I the twelve-year-old like email that you never change. <laughs> yeah, I've still got Peace. <laughs> Thanks, boys. You ready? Oh, dog, you, want this you guys thing? ready? Oh. Yes. Yeah, bruh. Oh. What's that? Pass on the torch. Lakers. You really want to talk to Kooky Mountain Bikers? Fuck yeah. No, I just want to talk to Ardog. Uh, that is... I think it's Berriman's phone. Oh, is that the line? Ardog, Carson Storch. Welcome to the Gypsy Towns Podcast. Couple cool motherfuckers right here. Thanks, buddy. We just ride bikes, man. We're not that cool. That's all the intro you get. I feel like sometimes that if you do it like... Just that real short and sweet. It's like, damn, these motherfuckers must be cool. <laughs> He's not even wasting time on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Farm Jam, boys. Where are we? How's the day been going? Just give us a quick little update before we get into the real shit. We're going to talk quotes. Okay. Uh, I have a couple good quotes for you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. We're Farm at, Jam, Carson, how is it? Yeah, we're at the Fru Farm. Fru Brothers had us out. Sick event. Uh, little windy this year for both moto and mountain bike BMX everything uh, but yeah first day yesterday was sick we had, we all had good sessions and the moto shit was insane yeah and today a little windy we ended up 
chilling and the moto guys kind of chilled too it was like crazy windy a little dangerous so uh yeah it's all good we had some good good sessions yesterday and just kind of chilling now the Gonna, blobs are still alive though i feel oh yeah they're always alive here it's just we a good Chatty spot Wits to on. hang out Chotty oh. wits is the blob He's definitely a vibe. He's psyching, bruh. Ah, <laughs> uh, dog. How's Palm Jam? Yeah, good, man. Um, second time I've been here. Yeah. And, yeah, the the reason I came back is because the first year was so good and unfortunately a little windy, but still got some sessions in. Fun watching the Moto guys yesterday. That's always a highlight of Farm Jam for me, so, yeah. Seems like there's something about Moto dudes that makes everybody pumped like every no matter what sport what discipline it's like if you're racing supercross or you're doing like the shit tyler does there's just like a crazy level of respect and why is that well i think it's all across the board of action sports really um handful of years ago like bmx and mountain bike kind of clashed and i don't know i feel like skateboarding has respect for moto and moto has respect for mountain bike it's all Action sports is kind of just like one big family now instead of my sport is cooler than your sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, moto is definitely up there for everyone really respects moto. Yeah. Yeah, I like every time I watch Beerman ride or certain dudes ride, I, I personally feel like a pussy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. but I think it's all relative. Yeah, like dude, for uh, sure. At a certain level, no matter what action sport it is, it's respectable by anybody, you know, in whatever sport they're doing. It's like big wave surfing, that's fucked up. Like <laughs> big mountain mountain biking, that's fucked up. Tra- Travis Rice doing AK lines, that's fucked up. You know, it's it's all relative. It's a super good way to put it because you think about like everybody's got their thing that they've just been doing and they kind of don't know any different. So like when you get to that top level it's just like I'd always say to people when I'm explaining moto it's like I feel the same thing that James Stewart feels coming into a corner when I hit the brakes I'm like fuck hit the brakes going too fast he feels that he just feels it like fucking 400 meters down the track further than me you know (laughs) 100% and it's like when I go ride dirt bikes it's I'm learning every time I ride I learn something new yeah surfing same thing I like progress but when you ride mountain bikes every day we don't really feel that progression yeah so just when you try other sports like well this is fucking cool it's hard yeah you almost have more respect for it yeah yeah no you definitely you definitely uh you there's like a thing about being comfortable too where like you just don't even realize like the other day you just you flip dreamline straight away mm-hmm. you know it's just like that's just your to, to somebody else that's fucking psycho but yeah. to you, that was just like, that's how you kind of have to start a session. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all, it's all your perspective. You know, you yeah. put in so much time, like we've been riding mountain bikes and doing the same stuff for a while. And, uh, it's all just our perspective. That's how we warm up. That's, you know, Beerman rolls up to a 120 foot jump and does a turn, turn up like yeah. first go. And we're like, what the hell was that? You know, it's all just the way you look at it and how much time you've put into it and how comfortable you are doing whatever you're doing and yeah it's like relative across all the different sports um so what is it specifically about farm jam that will make it to where you guys just can't miss it i think it's having all aspects of two wheels yeah his moto bmx mountain bike and everyone's hanging out riding together and watching the other sport and yeah it just goes back to having respect for 
other action sports. Yeah. What does that do for like your writing though? Like, do you think that there's a level of inspiration that can come from like say seeing Berriman or some of the freestyle guys to where it's like they're sending it in a different way like they've got horsepower they've got bigger jumps like is there something where that like translates back to you guys or say like the way that Huck is out there sending it or some just like full no name BMX dude can just like froth you out like is that part of what makes it so special here as well totally yeah I think just watching all these dudes do their thing in a spot where you know it's not super high consequence and it's just fun fun times all around and good vibes and you see somebody do their thing and uh you know there's not like live tv or like a certain time you have to drop for a contest run it's like everybody's just having fun do it like just riding just having jams you know like moto bmx mountain bike you see somebody do something cool and you just want to do it do it for yourself you're not really doing it for a score or anything it's just like a fun fun jam all the way through and gets you psyched and then you want to throw down and if you don't then it's all good yeah and what about the fact that it's every two years like how does that play into the whole deal i think it builds hype like i came two years ago and two weeks coming up to this event i'm like i still haven't booked a ticket but i'm not missing farm jam and then having the gaza fest the week before it's like two events two weekends back to back it's pretty hard to beat this because i mean we're down here dude like this is a trip oh yeah Yeah. and i personally don't compete much anymore yeah and so to just ride a jam it's what we'd normally be doing everyone just wants to ride you know and there's no no one cares who wins or who does the best trick really or i don't really care but if I can ride with everyone and have a good time and then watch other sports too, it's like, I don't really want to go to a Crankworks event. I'd rather come here. Mm. So uh, this trip, you beat babysitting Groms. Not so much me, but yes, there has been a lot of a lot of Groms around. Yeah. What advice do you have for these Groms if they were to listen? Just like your objective perspective on can, what's going down this trip. Can I read your quote off my phone? Yes, please. Okay, cool. So our dog has a list of quotes. We might go through some of these and we'll we'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, yeah. Hold the mic, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got a good quote from this guy right here. You just can't coach cunts. <laughs> <laughs> you can't coach them, bro. No. Yeah. Once a cunt, always a cunt. And just like, it's too much fucking energy to coach people. Yeah. They really can't be coached. Yeah. You know, I feel like a more uh, eloquent way of saying that is you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So I can't really claim <laughs> that quote as being fully original, but that's my twist on it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Aussie twist. So is that is that the Grom scenario? You reckon? I mean, we were Groms at yeah. one point. You know, you I just kind of go with the flow, figure it out, and one day we'll be old. The current Groms will be in our shoes and they'll have to deal with Groms. So what's your advice for Groms trying to make it in this cruel, cruel mountain bike world? Just figure your shit out, you know? Like, this shit isn't that hard. We're just out here riding bikes. Like, if you need to book a fucking Airbnb, just do it. Like, don't get permission from all the other Groms. Just, like, if you guys need to come to Farm Jam, book an Airbnb or camp, you know? Just commit. I think 
whatever. It's, don't rely on other people. Depends mm. on the Groms we're talking about, though, because there's, like, Groms in our eyes that we've been riding with all week, and then there's, like, actual Groms who are coming up, and they're looking at us, and they're fans, you know? Mm. And I would say if you're a Grom coming up fan, you want to do this someday, Yeah. just have fun with it and, you know, work hard, but also have fun. Take and care of shit. Don't take it too seriously because that happens a lot, too, in, our, in probably every sport. But, yeah. uh, yeah, the Groms that we're talking about, just figure shit out. You you can do it. You're an adult. Like we're not that much older. We just I don't know, whatever. We've been doing it a few years longer. But when when did you figure it out though? Do you think like was there a point where you're like ah oh, fuck like because I feel like the point when you realize that you are a Grom or were a Grom is like when you're not anymore. It's when you can literally go fuck. I was that dude. That's like the is that like the point where it changes and then you can just start to like figure shit out from there. I think it's all just a learning experience. Yeah. Traveling, riding events, whatever. You kind of just figure it out and you slowly become less of a Grom. <laughs> I'm 32. I'm still a Grom to some people. Oh, yeah. You it's just got to keep, I think you have to keep Grom froth though. Yeah. 100%. That's probably the harder thing to do is like figure out how you keep Grom froth, right? Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've heard Cam Zink say that because like for me, like I'm Zink's Grom yeah and I I just know like there's certain situations at events or filming or whatever where I get like this like urge to do something you know like this burning feeling of doing something kind of stupid that I don't uh. need to do and I'm like fuck I don't want to you know I don't want to do this but I really want to and then I, I remember one time I think it was it was at his fest event he was like dude I'd like try to get to that feeling you know I try to get to the place where I like have a burning desire to scare myself and push myself because I can't get there anymore because he's been doing it for so long and yeah. sending it for so long that it's like I don't know, it's kind of a trip. I was like, wow, yeah, maybe I should appreciate this feeling and take it, take advantage of it right now because like, if you feel something, you should probably do it. It usually always, in, in my eyes, it usually pays off most of the time if you're in the moment and you want to do something and push yourself and try something new or scary. It usually pays off if you're focused and you do it yeah. it'll, it'll work out but you know I just trying for me to think about like oh if I'm like 10 years older like and I can't get to that spot but I still have like obligations and pressures to like be the man like it'll be hard to get to that point if it's not there anymore yeah yeah I feel like you guys with mountain biking yeah too boo um I feel like you, <laughs> with mountain biking you guys have so much uh like creative freedom so much more than maybe other sports do like you guys were up flying over a zone looking for like ridge lines to shred and then you've got right up the road there's gorge road and then it's farm like there's seems like you guys really have uh, a sick creative outlet well we have so many options you know we have a hardtail we have a trail bike we have yeah. a downhill bike they're all mountain bikes but we can kind of pick and choose. You have the right tool for the job, you know? Yeah. If you're going to ride a big mountain line or rampage stuff, you're going to use a downhill bike. If we're going to ride dirt jumps, we're going to use a hardtail. Yeah. So we can really kind of branch out and, yeah, just right tool for the job. And I think we're, to be like a all-around biker, mountain biker, you should ride all three bikes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but it, I think it's all, they're all, they almost all feel like different sports you know yeah like you put time into each thing like you can't just like dirt jump all the time and be good at riding downhill or riding free ride stuff 
Utah, whatever. You know, it's like is that all the shit that gets respected in the mountain bike community? Is like if you're a guy that does do all of it, I think so. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I have drivers. mad respect for World Cup downhill racers, and yeah. I have mad respect for all the joyride dudes just doing slope style. And when you're that good at slope style, you have to put more time than you know I would or he would to be yeah. a good slope style rider. Yeah. But for me and Carson as well, like we just like to ride all genres of mountain bikes. So um, to be a well-rounded rider, it, it's it, definitely harder for sure. Yeah. And yeah. The Has the industry like, or have you watched the industry move towards that kind of stuff more or less in the last like few years, do you think? Uh, it's hard to say. Like, because I don't know anything about like I don't know nothing about what you guys do realistically. Um, like World Cup downhill racing is huge right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's so much focus to be a World Cup downhill racer, and same with slope style. Like, yeah, I I I think the industry follows whatever trend is going the biggest yes, you know yeah. like e-bikes currently are huge so mm. the past few years a lot of companies have put everything in e-bikes and like enduro that's like it's not a new thing but when they like went from calling it like cross country or yeah big or all mountain or whatever they used to call it it's always been around they just like renamed it enduro and for Changed those and it's still it's still a huge focus for a lot of brands and mm. it makes sense because it's like an all-around bike that you can ride on mostly everything it's not very it's not a very specific bike so consumer wise yeah. you know they can sell those bikes and use direct marketing off of yeah. the enduro world series but then there's all these niche parts like the like the free ride side and the slope style side and world cup downhill's always been big because it's yeah. kind of like the shit it's like the super cross of mountain yeah yeah, yeah exactly. for sure yeah. yeah and then but if you're gonna want if a dude's gonna go out and buy one bike he's probably gonna buy like a trail bike yeah. or an enduro bike yeah yeah Oh, thank you, Tyler Behrman. Because that's one, because <laughs> that's one bike you can kind of do everything on. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like I when we were Groms, we were just dirt jump kids, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it was either you were a dirt jumper or you were like a downhill racer. Yeah. And then these trail bikes started getting so good that, yeah, the average dude is just gonna buy a trail bike and he can kind of just ride whatever he wants. So. so with you being, so you're 32 a. Eh? Yeah, with like that ch like changing so much in I'm sure the span of your career did you have to actively focus on always adapting to certain things or did you always just push for what you wanted to do or like how did you sort of like play out your career to where you have this longevity that you're still super relevant at 32 I mean I just have fun with it. You know, I'm going to do what I enjoy doing and I enjoy coming to farm jam and riding dirt jumps. I enjoy going to Magaza fest and riding my downhill bike for a week. You know, mm. when I'm home, I ride a lot of trail bikes cause there's lots of trail riding there. Um, just kind of, yeah, just staying relevant and using the right tool for the job back to that. And yeah. People really like watching our dog ride. I'll talk for him. Yeah. So yeah, like no matter what video, yeah he puts out and like people are stoked to watch you no homo yeah thanks Doug yeah homo they're stoked homo. to watch you no. yeah, <laughs> I'll say homo, it. No. Yeah. but I mean like you must have at 
I don't know. Or like, did I'll ask you? Did our dog just carve his own like niche, or how did? Or like, how have you watched his career and like for him to stay relevant as like so much shit changes? I I don't think he's gotten to the spot where he needs to stay relevant yet. You know, because like at least for me, in my eyes, like I remember when I first came into the sport, our good buddy Jamie Goldman, who is like one of the most badass all-time riders you know insane he moved up to my town and he kind of put me under his wing and he brought me down to the post office jumps and that was like their their zone yeah and that was like my first introduction to our dog and from there i guess yeah he's kind of adapted but maybe more to big bikes but it's just he's just been having fun and people like watching him ride and whether it's doing crankworks events or rampage for a few few years or filming it's just our dog you know he's not at a spot where it's like oh he's fucking washed up he needs to like so kind of like a twitch vibe where it's like pretty much just twitch just was twitch forever and like no one's sick of twitch ever yeah exactly i I feel feel like twitch is probably gonna get to a point like yeah that sort of makes sense in my head now because like with twitch i don't think that twitch needs to like drop a project to be relevant it's just he's he's like a lifer and it's like people will watch that dude forever so maybe that's like what our dog's got going on totally not quite twitch level but i appreciate the the (laughs) but i mean i guess because like sport to sport though it's kind of relative yeah yeah. that's cool then because i mean yeah some dudes have to do like that their career is hinged on like drop like whatever the next project is or you know it's like you're only as good as your last race kind of deal but like some Mm -hmm. dudes transcend that shit Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's kind of like Chase Hawk riding BMX. Like, he doesn't do the most progressive shit, but he's the man and everybody knows it and he's the most fun to watch. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of like Ben, like my good buddy Ben Ferguson in snowboarding. Like, he's still young, but he's almost like a legend in the sport because, like, no matter what he does, yeah, he fucking slays it and he's so enjoyable to watch. And it's, yeah, there's those people in every sports and, yeah. Who um who's been your standout on the BM on the BMX mountain bike side uh, for this event? Um, there's one dude, the long haired guy. Uh, that dude's a freak, but this the Aussie dude I think is Daniel Cincerelli might be his name. Yeah, okay. Um, little short Aussie dude, insane steez, huge pop like. The average Joe is probably not going to know him, but he's yeah. insane to watch. That's pretty sick that, like, a kind of unknown dude can be, like, the guy here that will, like, inspire you guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's just riding how he would ride. He's not doing three double whips or cash rolls or 720s, you yeah. know? He's just, like, doing styly stuff, and I really appreciate that kind of riding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Tyler, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not doing flips and Superman seat grabs. He's just riding how he wants to ride and doing whips and yeah that that kind of like awes me a little bit you know yeah that's kind of like remy too 100 yeah. like he just has such a fucking his own crazy unique way of doing shit and it's like it's not even on the bike it's like the way he walks up the hill the way he's laughing with his mat it's just like that dude's fucking cool he's just no, killing it remy yeah, is like he's i call him the queenstown boss because he like runs the show you know like He's at Gorge Road digging all the time, shreds, 20s. And then he's on the hill riding downhill bikes and he's blowing everyone away and then sick whips. Like, he is a very sick all-around rider. And then the dude, I don't I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but the long-haired guy, just, like, like long blonde hair. He's got, like, the mustache. And he's, Cody Gessel. 
Is that, is oh, that on, a, on a mountain, on a mountain bike. bike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dude, Cody. That guy is legit as yeah. fuck. He's yeah. steezy as fuck. He's from Utah. Oh, real? Yeah. Salt um, Lake. And yeah, he used to come to post office all the time. Like, I've been to his trails in Utah. And he's just, yeah, he rides his own way, man. No one rides like Cody Gessel. Dude, he goes lower he's than everyone man. and higher than yeah, everyone. Yeah. It's fucking he's, gnarly, dude. Yeah. He, he's like part of my generation when we like, when there's a lot of slope style and dirt jump contests in North America, he's like, we competed with him forever and he can do a lot of tricks. Yeah. And he just slowly just, you know, he like doesn't really have sponsors anymore, but he doesn't care. He doesn't, I don't think he wants to. Yeah. He's just riding for himself and he rides the way he wants to. He rides a lot of skate parks, rides a lot of dirt jumps and he's just like a trail boss. Like, and fun fact, if you look at his Instagram, he is insane on a moto. Like yep. out in the hills. I think Tyler said that. Like yeah. free ride style, like in two stroke, all black, doesn't give a fuck. Absolutely like leans it. whips. It's Real. impressive, yeah. And then you get him you get him on the dirt jumps and he goes low and high. And he's sense. really fun to watch, super creative. He he's yeah. He's an inspiration for sure. Yeah, that dude he's been one of my favorite. And then you've got the alien Brandon Seminock. Who Brian is an alien. <laughs> yeah, he is insane man mm. he's probably the all around best rider of all time for sure yeah mm. he's uh yeah. man just getting to stay and like be around him for a couple of days at the house too like there's guys like him in every sport and they're like the super nerd super smart super mm. different and it's like they out thought whatever the discipline is that yeah. they're in and they just like they do shit different because they've outthought the sport, if that makes sense. He's he's like a yeah, he's a technician. He's, yeah. he's like playing a game of chess with the sport and with everybody and you never really know. And it's just I don't know. I think it's just the way his brain works. He just yeah. thinks yeah, I, a lot about everything and he still has fun, you know, like But it's his own way. It's like his own deal. Like his yeah, own kind of fun. That kid lives and breathes two wheels man yeah all he wants to do is ride his bike with his friends and he might come off as like this weird dark dude but all he wants to do is ride yeah and he's fucking smart and he's fucking committed yeah and And he's fucking cool and he's fucking cool cool. yeah but from the outside world you're probably gonna think he's weird but when you're homies with him he's fucking dope and he'll do if when you're homies with brandon he'll do anything for you like he's got your back yeah it's fucking sick man like just watching because I relate him a lot to Adam Cincerello. Mm. Adam, AC is like that dude. Like he's so fucking smart and he's so different and the way he thinks about like his perspective. I mean, I remember being around that kid at 16 and like wanting to just listen to him say shit because he just had that had that vibe, you know? And there's another dude in jiu-jitsu, Keenan Cornelius, and he's got that same thing. He's just a fucking super genius and he's like out thought the sport and is a legitimate world-class dude does everything different to everybody and it's same thing like outside in you're like this guy's kind of fucking weird and i don't know you know what i mean like you don't know whether or not you like that person i guess maybe some of that's probably like relatability 
it's like it'd be kind of hard to relate to that yeah. guy if you don't see all of the picture you know yeah. right so it's not necessarily you don't like the person but it's like you just got no it's like super hard to relate to them yeah. but yeah it's interesting that there is like every if at every sport there's one of those guys totally they're they're the best and Brandon is the best mountain biker you know and he's just on a whole nother level than everyone and everyone looks up to him and yeah like everyone respects Brandon mm. yeah yeah it's been it was yeah definitely cool to like just be around and like see him do shit yeah yeah 100% even so, just him just like chilling yeah cruising it's always like fuck like he's yeah he's on some other shit he's just full commit I feel like he's been so 100% committed to the sport for so long mm. you know and like so above everybody for so long that it's like but he doesn't have like an ego like that though you know not no, at he's all. super mellow yeah he just he just does his thing and he's super hyper focused on what he's doing and in his mind I feel like nothing else matters and he's just focusing on his shit and that's it yeah no it's fucking me dope to watch yeah, so yeah. Uh, Carson talked about your career and where you are in the sport so I want you to explain where Carson is in the sport currently gladly so yeah I just remember Carson coming down to Aptos riding post office just total grom yeah. like kind of chasing the slope style dream a little bit yeah um and then, yeah, we actually shared a few lines at Rampage together when we were both kind of new to the downhill bike world. Um, and yeah, just, I think we did it for two years. We like built a line together. 14 and 15. Yeah, and yeah. then he came back in 2016 and he was just on a whole nother level, dude. Like he was looking to get that top 10 spot and he just took, and then he got a lot of, is that when he signed with Red Bull? Was that 17, 16 or 17? 15, the 15. end of 15, yeah. Okay, I, once the Red Bull thing kicked in, Carson just clicked into fourth, and he was just like, I am going to, like, succeed here. And he really took the downhill bike um, style riding, free ride, big mountain stuff to a whole nother level, and it's been really cool to watch because... I stepped back a little bit yeah. from like we shared a line and then he comes back the next year and I was like I'm not gonna hit that and shit you're not even sharing a park yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um, and yeah he's he created his own event the Black Sage and all the homies go to that and yeah he's and but he still rides all the bikes too you know yeah. like he's out here dirt jumping he trail rides he's He's still progressing the sport, which is fucking insane. Because how old are you now? 26. 26. Old. Yeah, you're washed. Old dude. <laughs> Feel um, it's, right? it's interesting what you said about that Red Bull helmet because, uh, like, when Masters and Dean Lucas were there just before, and they were talking about uh, the pressure that... Well, so what Dean said, which is a pretty cool way of looking at it, is he goes, man, I just have days where, like, I just doubt my ability so much and he's like, and I wonder if looking at a Red Bull helmet when you're having that bad day gives you the confirmation of like, no, you know what? I am one of the baddest motherfuckers in the world. And it's like, it's just a constant reminder of like the level that you have achieved. Like, so did you, for our dog to say that you stepped it up after that helmet, like was there that similar feeling? 
Yeah, I I think it took time. Well, I have one question. Was that Dean Wilson that was No, doing? Dean Lucas. Oh, Dean Lucas. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> they said Dean Wilson. I was like, shit, I gotta go get an autograph. <laughs> yeah. Fucking grow him out. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Dean. <laughs> yeah, he's sick. Fucking uh, Yeah, when I first signed with Red Bull, it's 2015, we shared a line. I got hurt practice before before the qualifications and uh and then the whole plan was with them i didn't know but they were gonna give me a helmet and sign me and then i was gonna ride finals after i qualified so it was a super preemptive thing they're like oh we just expect you to qualify and then Wait, you ride so the final how's it gonna work so you were gonna ride the qualifying without a red bull helmet yeah, and then I didn't even know about it. It was their plan, and then they Fuck, that's kinda cool. They assumed I was going to qualify, which uh, maybe I would. I don't really remember how it was well, all Well, we shared a line, and I qualified, and you definitely would have rode better than me, so not, well, he was going to really. qualify. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up getting hurt, didn't, didn't do the qualifier, and then they obviously still gave me the deal. But I just felt kind of weird. Like, it just, like, it was an instant, like, huge pressure on my back. Yeah. Like, fuck, like... Now I'm wearing a Red Bull hat, and I walked up to the finals day, and I honestly felt like a douche. I was like, wow, like, I have a Red Bull hat? And I, and it might have just been me. Like, a lot of the guys, like, Aggie and Brandon and all the big dogs, you know, they're all like, oh, like, Give you look good props, in a Red Bull yeah. hat. Like, good work. And But in my head, I was like, fuck, like, I felt like I needed to prove myself. And this is kind of going back a little bit. This is something I wanted to say, and then I just didn't say it. Yeah, no, uh, but about the Grom thing is like if I have advice is like once I got to the point where I felt like I didn't have to prove myself to everybody all the time like anytime I rode any sessions even if it was fun that's when I started actually like succeeding because I was riding better because I was having more fun because yeah. I didn't feel like I had to prove myself to everybody you know and it's kind of like today is super windy and it's like well I'm going to try and make a smart decision like you know, it sucks there's a big crowd here and, and you know, it's super windy, but I don't have to prove myself to anybody, so yeah. I'm not going to ride because it's smarter because I don't want to get fucked up, like, riding in the wind. But that, So, for the Groms, like, try and get to that point, yeah. you know? Try and get to that it's, point it's, in, it's, in life, too, though. It's like, you, you know? don't need to prove yourself. Like, if, if the timing's right and you're feeling good or if you, like, work towards a point and you're feeling good, then, yeah, like... Prove it to yourself and do yeah. it for yourself. Have fun for yourself. It's kind of like the, I, I feel like it's a better way to look at it because that's when you find real success is when you're doing it for yourself, not for others. Yeah. So Dude, that's life anyways, too. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. Like even with doing this thing with, for me, it's like you get so much feedback from so many different people and it's so different and what people see is just, it's couldn't be further off, you know, like you get 20 people, they're all going to say different shit. And it's like, you got to get to the point where it's like, well, fuck, none of these people are right. Like, everything is subjective. You have to just do the thing for yourself because it's like, to, you cannot control what other people think. And, like, you get fucking 10 people, they're all going to say something different. And it's like, then what? You're going to spend your whole life trying to pick which one of them motherfuckers is right? You're just going to do your head in constantly. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, totally unneeded stress. Mm, yeah. For sure. I feel like it's a grommy approach to life or riding bikes or moto or whatever sport you're doing, you know, like yeah. if you're doing it for yourself, that's the best way to do it. Like everybody that's been successful and blown up really quick, like Emil, this this dude, Emil Johan Johansson, he's, he's like, he just came out of nowhere and he started just owning the slope game. And it was obvious that he wasn't like there, like a normal dude, like 
scared or anything. He was just like so in his own head and he was definitely doing it for himself that you could tell that he was just like passionate about it. Yeah. And he killed it. And then now now he's the man all of a sudden after two years he's won fucking everything. It's like yeah, it's just a way. Yeah. And you can actively yeah. it's crazy you can actively see that in a person. Yeah. Yeah, um, being in it for the right reasons. Yeah. What's up, TV? Oh, they are? All right, oh, we'll, we'll wrap this. Yeah. How long? Five. Okay, we got to oh. finish this Rebel Helmet okay. story. Okay, okay, yeah, real quick. Yeah, so when I first signed, I, it, like, created a pressure on me, and it lasted for a while, actually. Like, a lot, a lot of the way through 2016, it was, like, a really, really rough year for me because, like, I worked really hard and, like, tried really hard with the whole slow style thing, and that was, like, my dream, you know, like, the slow style dream. Just, like, a lot of kids coming up in the sport. Because that's, like, like, the big sexy thing to, to do, like... Yeah, and it's, like, the best way to get into the sport and build your name up, I feel like, at least at that time. Yeah. And I put in all this work and then, you know, trained and rode really hard and pushed myself all the time, and then I got this Red Bull helmet and it created more pressure, and then, uh... You know, I kind of blew it at some of the bigger contests, you know, and, and then I got pushed out of it because, like, the world tour ranking, I just got pushed out of the big contest. And then it was like, wow, I just signed with Red Bull, and now they signed me f- as a slope style guy, and now I'm pushed out of it. Like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? And then when I came into Rampage that year, uh, and that, in that, that same year, my good buddy Kelly McGarry died, and that's kind of why we're, we're here now, you know, mm-hmm. like, Magaza Fest. And that, like, fucked me up. Like, it made me... I It fucked me up all year. It took, like, probably a whole year to get over that. Or, like, that over the hump. Died? No, I wasn't, but, uh, yeah, he's just a good buddy. And it, like, yeah. it made me not want to ride bikes. Even though he didn't die, like, from riding bikes, really. It was kind of a freak accident. Mm. Cardiac arrest. And uh fucked me up all year. And then when I came around, I just came into Rampage that year, like, thinking, you know... I'm just going to go with the flow and do it for myself and have fun with it. And that's kind of what I've been talking about this whole time is just Mm. doing it for myself. So I came in and I was like, I'm not going to hold myself back. I'm not going to like think about what other people think of my riding or whatever. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And then I ended up getting third place and best trick. And then it completely changed the direction of my career, you know, and that's when, you know, I don't know the whole Red Bull thing it's like a blessing and a curse you know yeah. it just puts a bunch of pressure on whatever athlete it is because all of a sudden you're like elevated to, to this position where you're on the same team with Pastrana and like the biggest yeah. legends of every sport it's like you're expected to be like the best yeah. and it's and but yeah the whole Rampage thing that like shifted shifted my career and my life completely you know and then it put me in a spot where I can film and I can kind of do more of the things I wanted to do. I was kind of out of the slope style game. And so it was like a good thing. And then ever since then, it's like just riding for myself and picking the right moments to like really push myself and try and have fun in the other times and ride all my bikes. And yeah, so it's got me to a spot where, yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. But it's, it's sick to yeah. go through all that though. And like out of the other side, there you find like the Shangri-La almost of like what you're there to do totally that makes sense yeah yeah like I, I feel super super lucky like I'm super grateful to be on Red Bull like it's a really cool company I'm not saying that because oh, I ride no, for them no. like it's but they've they've given me a lot of opportunities yeah. and I wouldn't be pressure, where I dude, am like, without them that pressure man pressure makes diamonds like yeah. you kind of want to find out whether you've fucking got it or you don't because yeah. if like you can't handle that pressure then you shouldn't have that helmet if totally. you can handle it and you come out the other side, then it's like 
there is no doubt then that you should have that helmet on your head, right? Totally, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took me a whole year of like your just friend fucking super died, though, up you know? and down, and yeah, like, like shitty life things like that, like real life kind of kicked in, you know. And it's like, do I want to be doing this? And you know, at the end of it, it taught me like, yeah, this is what I want to be doing, no matter what, and you know, doing it for him or uh, it's. Yeah, I don't know, it's sweet. Now I just want to ride bikes and keep pushing myself, but it's kind of nice to just be able to have the composure in my head to like, okay, I don't need to ride in the wind, you know? I can focus on these other things, and if I really want to push myself, I can, and and just enjoy the times in between. Fuck yeah, well, let's go watch these uh, trophies go down, bro. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dude. You. Thanks for having us. Yeah, fuck yeah. So yeah, Mike's up close. Uh, so I'm here with the legendary Fru Brothers of the Fru Farm. Uh, we have just given out the awards for, uh, I, I guess, not the ideal event in terms of weather conditions, uh, but we've had a lot of boys on this couch, a lot of dudes that do events all over the globe. They're the best in the world at what they do, and nobody has a shred of a bad word to say about this event even if even in its current wind affected form so uh and i guess you guys can see that with just the reaction to you you guys on the hill you know like there's just so much respect uh between the like every rider here for what you guys have done um and yeah really awesome awesome event thank you man it's it's quite an emotional time actually afterwards Mm. to be honest like it's um it's a lifetime of love and labour and love as yeah. well as condensed in the last few months and it yeah. all just culminates on this one day it's such an intense situation for us and um, to pull it off again we're pumped yeah and and to do it every two years I think is just it's ballsy for an event to do it um, I think it's sort of you know especially if an event's running well and you're making money it's kind of like hey we could just do this all the time but I mean for you guys to run it every two years I think it gives it such like an exclusive uh, it's like I don't know just this exclusive vibe and I think that's what uh, makes people want to ride every event is because if they miss one then that's the four year cycle to get back and I think that's one of the reasons why you guys get so many people coming what what was the reason why you guys did run it every two years I think possibly the changing dynamic of our family and things like that we were just thinking um, our summers are um, because we're pretty you know the dedication to farm jab just took you know like <clears throat> it's usually early Feb or mid Feb or whatever yeah so it's Christmas and we're just like yeah we'll get this Christmas out of the way and then we can go dig jumps again so you know we're, we're, we're so sort of dedicated sort of possibly to the detriment of the family time so basically we sort of the girls that we have realised that we're so into it that there just won't be much time for anything else basically we've got the farm to run family to have but we also we're thinking just every year it was sort of like it came around too quick you know it took so yeah. much it just the, the the wind down and the crank up started joining yeah you know so we were just like far out we're not getting <laughs> yeah. a break at all and you know? this isn't your full-time job like this is a full-time working this farm. is uh, actually this is all spare time and that's outside mm. of work hours and it sounds ridiculous but we're pretty slim for a reason we yeah. go hard 
<laughs> this is one of the bigger farms around, isn't it? Or is this? Hey, where does this farm rate up there in terms of size? Yeah, it's probably on the bigger side. Like there's um, a lot of bigger farms, but we're quite a, a large scale as well as being quite intensive. Like we do run a pretty productive unit on a bigger scale and you know there's um for the summer when we're preparing for farm jam and busy farmers there's six of us on here so yeah it's quite the quite the team to to keep going and there's a lot of animals yeah so what is this like what's the background of this farm we basically um we bought about a thousand acres which is half of our farm in 1984 and um we were just little groms with you know um four years old six years old nine years old whatever um with our brother included we had one motorbike to share between us so we went from a mx80 into a dt175 dad would hold the clutch xl100 first xl xl100 mx80 but um basically we um grew up um, riding motorbikes because it's the best thing to ride around here you don't skateboard on the grass so we were yeah. like sweet we'll ride motorbikes and then um, then we uh, added to the farm which is basically this property here yeah. um, we bought another another property next door so um, then we were like man if we could build some jumps in that valley up there that would be sick because we had the opportunity and we sort of um, we thought we'd um, we'd do it <laughs> Obviously, we got we got sponsored with some um, excavator hours, and we were like, "What better to do than build some sweet jumps?" Yeah. So, so how long ago was the first jump that went down on this farm? And I moved into this. I came back here about two thousand four and five, and we started building some. Oh no, it was actually the first jump. You say? Yeah, when was like the first build that went down on this? On Not this in farm? 1985 with a 4x2 and a 6x1. Yeah, right. So yeah. this has just always been like that <laughs> dream, dreamland where you could got, kind of just do what you wanted. I think we've always scattered our jumps around the place. Like there's a jump basically in every paddock, whether that's natural <laughs> or shoveled or tractor. I remember breaking the front wheel off the tractor years and years ago, building a moto track down the road, and then we built some dirt jumps. And then it was like, you've got to go through a f- bit of a process to figure out um, how to bloody build the things and where to build the things as well. Yeah, because some right. of the jumps you build, you're like, oh, it's a bit gravelly, but that will be sweet. And then it's like, oh man, what a stupid idea. And then, so basically the epic moment was when we got a huge digger and um we drove up the valley here behind us and we were like there's clay we we're like yes oh, so right. that cemented it for us in about 2003 five yeah no, I, st- I moved into here in 2006 and so this house here so yeah and um i no, but it was a slightly earlier than that too because we were were we building anyway. Well, we should have had this discussion. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand seven was a the while first ago. Yeah. Actually, it was yeah, before yeah. that because two thousand six yeah. we had an AGM when we were kind of going to be a club. We decided we should oh, have an AGM. Right. Yeah, and okay. the AGM was just a three day pre farm jam jam. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we actually what we did was um, in '06 we had a, a like a farm jam and we had some jumps just out the back here and it got rained off and so we had a hundred people in here riding ramps on BMX and getting yeah, drunk right. and stuff like that. So um, this is like this is the spot where it all started. So um, yeah, it was about 05, 06 when we started like playing around with the dirt here. So yeah, yeah, but we've had over the time we've built. Uh, good and bad jumps everywhere so yeah but this is the same this is the right spot where it had the right gradient a bit of shelter 
and it sort of it stuck you know what I mean it was just a good zone to be in rather than building a building some jumps and then going man it's just a mission to get there and the first lot were over a river and you had to ride across the river to get there it was like man it just didn't make it accessible so yeah yeah that's why it developed because that's just it just things need to need to be sort of easy yeah, yeah yeah did you ever have any idea that it would turn out to be what it is now Yes and no. Yeah. Um, like I'd done quite a lot of freestyle motocross shows and stuff like that, and been like, and Brett had done a whole lot of different things like between us, BMX mountain bike and motocross. Yeah. We've been riding at shows. We've been photographers. We've helped out behind scenes and things like that. And we were just always everywhere we were. It was just always a temporary setup, and it was just always in the city or something like that. And yeah. we, we just sort of started having fun by ourselves. And because we'd had that experience with what people want to see, yeah, we were just like. I think people want to see us having fun on our jumps at home. Yeah. And that was sort of just where it came from. And we sort of knew that there'd be some sort of success in there. But yeah, obviously didn't think it would be just, yeah. As big as it is to where it's like you've got that basically every single person that came on here today has said like, this is the best event in the world. And it's like pretty fucking crazy, man, because we're down here. Like we are way, way down here. Yeah, we are the destination. Like, yeah. don't well, Queenstown's just up the road, but we've always sort of tried to make it the destination. Like, people have come to, like Brandon said before, Brandon Seminark, he was like, "I'll well, come to New Zealand to come to the farm jam." He didn't yeah. come here to do something else. He came to the farm jam. Yeah, so, that's right. That's sort of partly why we've um, done it over a couple of days as well. You need people to stay long enough to actually for the weather to bloody clear up because you know it's like it's so random. We've just the weather's um, can be absolute shit and um, so to be brave enough to do it you've got to kind of get people to stick around yeah and you got to just get people yeah no I don't know um, I guess we didn't think it would be I don't think I didn't imagine I'd be sort of sitting here but also it's just it's one piece at a time it's 13 yeah. 13 years later it's just one rider and then another rider and then a mate of theirs and yeah. you know and then tons of dudes come down and help us out it's just um, it's it's pretty epic and it, it's hard it's hard when you're in something like that to see it growing because it's, it's just the same sort of thing you know yeah. like it's the same jumps but there's more people and then all of a sudden you've got Mike Hucker who's um, come over like four or five times and yeah. it's just it's just pretty epic because I don't know like you, you kind of think oh we'll do this one it'll be massive and then you don't really think about the next one and then it's like everyone's like I'm coming back yeah. so I don't know I think that the big thing I talk about it on here all the time is like people that are brave enough to add to the culture and they look at something as a cultural uh, as something that's just positive for the culture like this should happen you know and uh, that's how I felt with the podcast I was like this should happen like there should be this thing in in our culture of you know action sports or whatever it is and it's sort of the seems like there should be a farm jam like whether it's you guys that did it or not it's like this should exist this is for the good of the culture of what we do Mm. and you guys were the ones that pulled it off I think that's a spot on comment like Mm. we um we were just like man every other event that we've been to like all the other things that go on you squeezed in between like it's just a bunch of mesh fences and portal and stuff and you just like mm. you don't get vibe when it's like that you no. don't get vibe like that and no. it's it's nice to go to a, a pre-organized jam and things like that and they 
I don't know, man. You go to like big events and they sort of like pretend that there's like a bit of camaraderie and they pretend there's a bit of rivalry and all that shite that kind yeah. of people manufacture to make it like a six session. This and means X, Y, Z. Yeah. And it's or, like whatever label the industry puts on it. Or just, yeah. just to say, oh my God, you know, like we don't know what's going to happen. But that's bullshit because they know exactly what's going to happen. You yeah. go to a stadium and you don't know what's going to happen. You know exactly what's going to bloody happen. So yeah. we were just like the random element of something like this we didn't know what was going to happen today because it was so you know like in the end it was pretty windy and we were just kind of like well some dudes will do some amazing yeah. stuff and other guys will be like oh yeah so the, that element of it is just what makes it I think yeah definitely yeah it's been uh, the, there's like a vibe that gets created too when you guys bring so many different people together from so many different disciplines like just watching Brandon Seminuk and Tyler Berriman vibe out over each other's riding is like so fucking cool and that just and again like that doesn't happen in an environment where there's you know like you're not having to show your lanyard to some random security guard every time like if you're Tyler Berriman and you want to go watch Brandon Seminuk there's not like some dude standing there that's like gonna let you through maybe not maybe you gotta text someone and you know it's like a there's just none of that shit here it's like this is so easy and it lets things there's like a collaboration that happens naturally there's no there's no friction to any of it it just seems so smooth and I think that in that that's where you get like these kind of really beautiful cool moments between these guys from different disciplines that all respect each other so much mm. Yeah, we don't, um, sorry, Dan, we um, don't really try to make it so that we've got um, anybody on any sort of pedestal or whatever. We don't yeah. kind of make it anybody against anyone or, or no one gets any special treatment, which is whether that's cool or not. Um, but that's the thing because all the dudes are just normal dudes yeah. and one of them's real good at riding and one's just like uh, coming up or whatever. So, um, yeah, we just always try and make it like... Um, respect for each other yeah. you know what I mean and yeah. you'll you'll find you'll find out where, what happens when you arrive and how you and the right of judge thing it just yeah. means it just means that if you're a yeah you just you get what you're given yeah. sort of thing so yeah, and I oh yeah it's funny like I said I was talking to Brandon Seminuk yesterday and I was like I just said to him and before even thinking I was just like I don't give a fuck how good you are it's yeah. everybody's here for the same reason and yeah. then I was like oh shit that was Brandon Seminark he's actually really that's good that's like but, the best dude but, yeah but he just laughed and was like totally like he was just like no one cares like they do care the level yeah but everybody's here for the same reason like, yeah, I whether you've travelled from Gore or whether you've yeah. travelled from Canada yeah I haven't heard anyone talk about winning at all this whole weekend yeah, because we um, we don't tell anyone like there's even prize money. Yeah, you know, no one knows how much there is, and we just make it up because you know that's kind of you know we that's the the problem with events and things like that is they say like ah oh, it's a massive prize pool and it's going to be this versus yeah. that. It's like yeah, all right, whatever we can afford, we'll give the boys and you <laughs> yeah. know that's the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in the history of. Like FMX is quite a professional driven sport and industry where a lot of those high level guys it's chasing dollars to make it work and they'll yeah. go wherever they need to make that professional decision to make life work and there's been one FMX rider who's asked what the prize money was before they came really and they didn't come and I was happy with that because yeah. that, was, that was the wrong intentions yeah yeah so, so they got away a weed still yeah, out. there's been no 
no requests on how much prize money or no one even opens the envelope. They just put it in their pocket and yeah. go home happy. Yeah, or, or they donate it back. It's been it's happened a couple of times too, where people have been just like, "Dude, have it back." That's sick, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, it's like it's that's culture. Like that's when you know that you're adding to the culture and you're not taking from it because you can. And I think that yeah, that like it's hard to be that dude that you know said so there's no guarantees I'm not I'm not gonna like get something out of this but you know I think that they're the ones like people that take those risks are the ones that like get the biggest rewards it's risky yeah I bet it is dude. <laughs> yeah. just the fucking work that it takes and like how spread out the event is and like how much shit you guys would have to do to make this thing run and then to think about the money that it costs like I mean I'd hate to even think about how much it costs to run this event just to break even you know yeah, it's um a lot of it isn't the monetary cost. It's the it's the, the time. physical time. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of the stuff like the courses are permanent. They just need adjustments, and yeah. they're here for us to play on as well. Yeah. So it's like there's no rebuild. It's just they're always here. So we're always building stuff. This year, the quarter pipe, the dirt quarter pipe moto stuff was all a labour of love. But yeah. apart from that, like there's not major changes, and it's more the physical cost of. Your time. Our time and extra staff on the farm because if we put this amount of time into the farm, probably be better financially. But it's But what are we doing it for, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Work to live, live to work. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and we we love it, man. Like that's that's basically the guts of it. Like if you can ride, you ride and if you could build jumps and you've got a sick property and then we're just because I think it's the it's the duo, I think it's the two of us. I think yeah. that's what keeps us going, you know, like I help Dan, he helps me and we just because yeah. you guys both are more like you're more interested in the freestyle free ride and then you're more interested in the, the dirt BMX mountain bike side right yeah we've done a fair amount of both like yeah. we've both ridden motocross and we went back in like 0405 we used to you know ride freestyle motocross and then we both went to Canada riding mountain bikes and stuff like that so we can just you know we just we try to dabble but we never sort of settle so we I don't know it's just one of those things we just always love two wheels because you know our dad and everything mm. was into it and stuff like that so um i think um if you we've got the opportunity and man it'd be a shame you know we just didn't want to let it die because we just could see something brewing and we were like yeah. wow that's sick you know we can we could see it coming and then a few years ago <laughs> we always laugh about it but Tyler Berriman shared our farm jam thing and this looks like a sick event or yeah. whatever and we were like whoa this has got some reach you know yeah. and he was like I want to go and we were like man that would be sick because we were massive fans and things like that and um, dreams come true I suppose a lot of work but yeah. man just to just to have like a lineup like this year yeah and um, we're getting older but we're, we're still pretty youthful you know like we're fit and healthy and Stuff, well, this so. should keep you young, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> a lot of sweat. Forty in a couple of weeks, but for this weekend, you're twenty, just yeah. like everyone else. Uh, it it must have felt crazy to see that post of Tyler from last Farm Jam on the Red Bull social just going. I think it had like eight or nine million views. It's like that's your farm. That's an iPhone clip. Like, that's when you know you have a fucking gangster jump on a gangster property when an iPhone clip can get, like, 8 million views. Totally. It was just... 
that that moment in the Farm Jam history is one of the biggest moments out of so all cool. of them. Like we've had all of the best moto riders, a lot of the best freestyle motocross riders around, but when Tyler turned up last year and his first show, first sort of ride in front of any of the New Zealand crowd was on that freestyle up road ride up there and he yeah. had that big jump and did that turn up basically on the first jump. Everyone just pretty much wanted to stop and just watch Tyler and it was just the, that night it was just um, I mean it was it was later on in the evening it was that Friday night yeah. and the light was popping the jumps were popping the riders were like epic yeah. there was no wind it was just like one of those moments Dream you know sessions. like yeah and um, that's what you do it for you know what I mean like um, we've had windy sessions and it's good but the froth's knocked off it you know like it's yeah. cool but it's not it's not epic yeah. but a lot of the time we're riding here by ourselves and we're like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's I so bet. just epic. Yeah. And yeah, and we get backed up like um, just by people saying, wow, the dirt's good and the light's good and all that kind and of thing. And you guys are like, fuck, you should see it when it's on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got to give people the opportunity to actually experience that too. So that's yeah. why it happens, you know, because we're just like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. We've been all over the world riding bikes and like Dan said, doing lots of events and stuff like that. Uh, the best riding you can do in a, in a rugby park like that's just got nothing on this you yeah. know what I mean so we're yeah. just like this could be you know it can be so that's kind of a roundabout way of getting around to the point like if we could do it why don't we do it yeah you know? well, like that, we, that was Tyler's thing is he said if you build it they'll come and the Fru's built it you know that just sums up this whole deal so perfectly mm. I think yeah he's he's probably been our biggest fan yeah, it's so Tyler, sick. Which is epic because, like, his social posts after last year was, yeah. uh, last event was just, we've got our biggest fan and he's, we're his biggest fan as well. So it's just, and along with everybody, like, it's so sick. Were you guys nervous for the quarter yesterday to run? Because, like, no one had really, that like, that's so much work in that mound of dirt, bro. Like, so much work. And for it to work as Don't. good as it did. Don't fucking talk to me about how much I nearly <laughs> lost the plot on that third pipe for the last. <laughs> yeah, Brett, to be honest, Brett pretty much both. just left me to it because he was just like, "You are over you it. can fucking keep in your little hole." When no, I wasn't. <laughs> not I, 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 I kind of wasn't over it, but we did have a couple of moments. Like I was just like, "I got shit to do," and then I was like, "Fuck, I'll come and give you a hand" because I could see it could be epic. Yeah. So I was down there and I was just like, slap, 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 hand slap. Fucking, we spent some fucking hours on that thing. And we were like, and you know, because building dirt jumps and stuff, they have to be pretty, pretty tidy. So, yeah. you know, I can lend a hand with a little bit of knowledge with, you know, just being that I've built that sort of shit before. And yeah. like, you can do most moto jumps with like a posi track and you can get it pretty, pretty tidy yeah. or whatever. But man, I, 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 yeah, even though Dan said I left him to it, I did spend a fucking oh, lot no. of time yeah. down there, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. just like, man, I was just like, can we get this fucking done because I've got shit to do yeah. so we got to that just point and I was just like deals. man it was just a lot of fucking work and we were just like man if it doesn't go off if it fucking starts raining then we're wasting our time but yeah. we um, and that's not a thing you guys are going to hit daily either no that was no, the, the no toughest, that's the thing the toughest yeah. thing for me was it was the, what I wanted to build but I'm never going to ride it yeah and I didn't I'd never really seen a quarter pipe to actually go by yeah. so it was just like I knew that the lay of the land there was good but also knew the hips were going to be real good so yeah, like dude. the whole time I was just like putting most of the time into the quarter pipe that's going to be the hit the least yeah. and the hips are going to be sick we know that 
but is the quarter pipe going to be sick? But you got to think about it, like, even uh, young Ben, you know, like, for him to get an opportunity, like, if you look at Tyler's career, his career really kicked off because of Monster Cup, which got him an invite to Best Whip, which then obviously, like, laid out his kind of career in front of him. It's like you guys could be doing that same thing for for Ben or for any of these guys locally too to where I don't know I feel like that's a different it's like a different lane that you kind of are stepping into now when it's like you're not just it's like yeah all this shit is you want to hit it yourself so it's like you can justify it but now it's like you're getting into that real uh, I don't know like you, you're almost taking like a grandfather role of like a custodian role almost of like no we again it's like we should build this shit because you just don't know the opportunities that you can give people yeah. like this the reason Tyler loves Palm Jam so much is because that clip was so successful and from a Red Bull point of view they just signed this dude and it was like not like controversial but like I know there was definitely a lot of people that were saying like he doesn't deserve that helmet right. and then it's like you gave him you gave him a jump that showed the world in seven seconds that he deserves that helmet. Yeah, and that was such a wicked moment for us because mm. we we knew that it was um yeah the timing was awesome because he'd just been given the helmet just as yeah. he was about to come over for his first competition. So that's the time those guys get to shine and and for that moment to happen and just be blown out was yeah, yeah it was sick and just to be able to give people that platform like yeah. it's, we've sort of been doing that for a few years now and it's really just coming in now like when you see the guys are coming over just to get media yeah like that's what they're and all of the local guys just get their chance and they're just so pumped just to get get some media so someone else will see them or you know like guys are the, just trying to start their careers in freestyle or, or BMX mountain bike or whatever and that's the we give the chance to those boys to yeah to Ben it's the Ben Wilson versus TB com, turn yeah. up competition and Ben's got like 600 followers and yeah, TB's so got sick however many yeah that's so that's so fucking true man it's a level playing field and like you said you don't there's no special treatment it's fucking that's, cool that's been our goal like across the across the board is to like um, have a contest to make it a contest so that sponsors send good riders over to see us to ride our contest yeah but it's basically about as loose as you can make it yeah and so what we were trying to do was basically just to get these sports that we love so much and we there's a lot of talented dudes out there um you know like early days like dane searles and that came over to ride the dirt jumps and we were just like man people should see this stuff these guys are talented athletes you know what i mean and we wanted to be that ourselves and maybe we'll tape it off but we wanted people to recognize the ability and the homemade nature of the, you know, everybody that's a superstar dirt rider has their own jumps. Yeah. It just, you, you're building your own, you know, you're building your own tennis court, you yeah. know? No, so, it's sick. And even for me, dude, like, I've made fucking amazing friends this week because of Farm Jam. And it's like, this podcast will go out to a bunch of different people and there's people going to really enjoy this. It's like, there's such a crazy economy that comes out of you know just like you your hard work and it's fucking sick like it's so i just don't think it can be overstated you know like the importance of people like you guys to to not just the industry but like almost the community you know because mm. it's not really about the industry this event this event isn't for the industry it's you'd say it's more for like the community right 
of of action sports for sure yeah and it's yeah it's action sports as a whole not just the individual yeah. sports as well and it's in the original days as well we um we're always we're always trying to get the moto riders to watch the BMX and we yeah. in, initially we um we started doing you know, the prize giving was basically best whip out of everybody. Uh, it was like, did the motos dudes do a better whip, or was it the BMX, or what was best trick? You know, yeah. that was the original sort of thing. We had to um, hang on to all of our prize money at that time, though. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what, Still do. What's yeah. your? Um, what was your? I guess like standout moments from this farm jam. Oh, I got the feeling it was Lewis Woods or Louis Woods um, yesterday. Just more oh, exactly right. Holy shit! Just for me. Yeah. And then also um, Friday night practice at the mountain bike BMX lines. We had like seven, God, that was fun. seventy dudes sending it from yeah. all over the world, all different styles, and um, just get them in the mix. So yeah. that would be my two favourite sort of things. Was the epic. Windy free ride yesterday. Oh, they were still going for it. Oh, dude, I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. How was Hucker three sixtying every jump? Three sixty oppo, three sixty, three sixty oppo. Like that was hectic, dude, and it was windy as fuck. Yeah. So there you have it. Like you, you just can't nail it down. Isn't that fucking awesome? Because know, you eh? know you'll get a lot of events where you're like, "Well, that was the top moment." But you ask me, and I'll probably rattle off ten. Yeah, you know. Did you have any standouts? Uh, for me, it was just a mo- I feel like a basically a personal achievement with that dirt quarter. Yeah, dude. Seeing it ridden, like not just the dirt quarter, but the hips beside it. Yeah. Like, had the vision there for a couple of years ever since we sort of started like it was a dump site for a whole lot of road trash basically Yeah. Okay. and we always looked at that layer of that land and we're just like that would be a rad step up yeah. and then um, it was just all this dirt needed to be dumped and we're just like now's our prime time so I've sort of had it in my mind for a long time and then like I'd nearly given up on it a couple of times like yeah I said Brett didn't spend much time in there he did we all spent shit loads of time and Three, you just wouldn't let it die. Wouldn't let it die. Three <laughs> about three weeks ago, me and Stephen Smith and Max had spent um, all the Saturday getting the final top layer rough cut to where it needed to be. Went back on Sunday morning, and it was on the fucking ground. Like the whole thing, oh, the yeah, whole dirt quarter pipe that. had collapsed. We probably then, we probably spent ten hours on it each up to that point. Then these boys did another day just pan packing, and the fucking thing fell down. <laughs> oh. Like you're fucking kidding. <laughs> we had a spring. We kind of had a wee spring because you're cutting into new dirt. You open it up for you know you just opening yeah. it up for water to come out. Yeah. And fuck's sake, we were just like, oh, you're just crazy. devastated. And then so. Oh. Like we were saying when we had that wee moment, like we were just like, I was just like, fuck man, I've done a lot of fucking work there and we better look after this thing because if it falls down again, man, I'm over it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, because there's a lot of, you know, we we do a lot of organised, but we do a shitload of digging as well. So we're just, we're out there until 10 at night, every friggin' night. And just to, but when people go like, that quarter was amazing, whether it's these or that or whatever, when people go, that is the sickest thing, but making it out of dirt's pretty fucking hard. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's not a ramp, you know, and we... That's probably where we put ourselves. Our, our, we stick a neck out a wee bit. We're like, fuck the ramps. We're doing know? it off the yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, that is, that is hectic, dude. The whips that Tyler was doing, off 
that the left side hip was just insane, dude. And then, yeah, like, even just a random step up session that went down you know like yeah and that's that's kind of speaks to the beauty of this event too it's like you guys aren't producing that shit like you're not this isn't some made for tv event it's literally like hey boys you and even there was the thing of like should we split you up or are you guys good to run your own shit and then everyone's like no 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 we're good we're good and then everyone ran their own shit and then like a fucking epic step up session goes down dudes start flipping tyler's like trying to nose wheelie off it like it's just yeah, I don't know. There's just so much like rawness in it that that brings out like something that's even better than if you did try and produce it. Yeah, I think that's um, what it comes down to. Lots of people ask like, why is it that you get such good camaraderie and things like that? Why would you mess with something that's so good already? Yeah. Is it a massive session where you're just like um, gathering sort of um, stoke? Yeah. Why would you even bother Why to say with it? you got two runs or yeah. s- something stupid like that and just go, right, all the focus is on one dude? It's yeah. like, man, you know, that's that's what it is. Like, someone could be banging out something and, and um, another person's writing another line or whatever. And so, yeah, we just, we don't tell people what to do. Yeah. You know? Because there's no point. You just, you feel much freer if someone says, here's a bunch of jumps, 10 dudes, 12 dudes. Send it. Do you think, boys? Yeah. And it works out, right? It doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, 100 <laughs> Dude, this event, so, the fact that this event's still still here and still going, and I just, like, I cannot stress the remoteness of where we are right now. Like, there's really fuck all south of us on the planet, and there's people come from all over the world. It's not far from Antarctica. No. Nah. something that feels like it at times. And yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Dylan Long and a few of the boys is like it's damn cold even for us and that, like he was telling me yesterday it was 45 degrees at home and yeah. he's loving this like being here because it's cold it's yeah no the, I just think that the, it just yeah it cannot be understated that we're so far away and all of these guys with no bonuses with no you know because they're all professionals but it's like they just you know you choose to be at this place and like you know becomes this almost like a pilgrimage like now Hucker's married and got a daughter that's here it's like even that's not going to stop the dude you know no absolutely like we're absolutely pumped to still like to be going for this long like there's not many competitions around the world Mm. besides X Games or whatever that that have managed to continue and when we're in that annual pattern was the way that we were feeling we're just like man it's finished and it takes you three months yeah. to finish all of finish the farm damn like we've got another three months of work yet till it's finished to yeah. tidy everything up and media and all that sort of stuff and then i think that was what helped us keep it going was that going to that biennial i think and, it uh, makes it more special too like, i think that yeah like that basically yeah if you don't come then you're going to miss four years worth mm. of or it's going to be four years till you can ride it again and mm. uh, so i think it's pro- it's probably i know it came out of necessity but it was probably like the smartest most fucking calculated thing most calculated uncalculated thing that you could do to mm. ensure the longevity of it for sure because it just it's like this little unicorn down in the south of the world yeah and um the I mean, the sessions that we've had this summer have been amazing. I had 22 dudes riding a couple of weeks ago, and that's where, like, at the at the prize giving or the, you know, mm. the spot prizes tonight was just like, man, these dudes sweat their ass off digging jumps, and then we sort of use it for, like, this. Yeah. So we kind of appreciate that boys are going to come down, and they're like, oh, man, I've got to come down before Farm Jam, give you guys a hand. Yeah. So that's the... 
it's the intensity of like people's um, love for it which yeah. kind of we're riding on other people's shoulders too which is nice you know it's a great that's what gives us the vibe people be like man I just want to come down and give you a hand and things like that so yeah that's I think that's probably the one of the main things that kind of keeps it going as well because we're just like man the jumps are there they're sick come down give us a hand and we can ride I think too the fact that um, you'll get guys that will risk it like you said at the presentation like you know they'll put their body on the line when they you know you you cannot be mad at any rider that didn't jump today because it's like it's fucking gnarly but it also goes to show that the people that did they're only doing that for you guys if that was X Games fuck that shit they're clipping it so quick yeah I felt that yeah. yeah, definitely felt that. Like the guys that rode today were more gutted that they couldn't put a show on. Yeah. Than being able to have a level playing field for a competition. Like yeah. On the moto side of things, the guys were just like, "No, we're happy to run the results off yesterday, but we're just pissed yeah. off. Pissed off. We can't ride for the crowd. They're there to ride. That's what they're here for. Yeah, they couldn't and, ride. Yeah, and I think that yeah, like if it was X Games or if it was anything else, those guys they're all getting together and they're saying like, hey, it's not worth it. We're not going to do it. But yeah, I mean, I, again, there's, there's all these little things that just speak to the work that you guys put in. So, um, where's the future of this thing going to be? Are we going to be back here in 2022? That's been a funny one, actually. <laughs> That's been an interesting one. We've had mixed um, mixed um, opinion on that one. Not not anything because we don't enjoy it like yeah. this. Is, and it's hard to say the right thing. I, I won't say the right thing. Yeah. Um, we absolutely love it. It's super sick. And um, we um, we struggled a little bit for backing this year, to be honest. Yeah, and right. Like, honestly, like our, the, our sponsorship levels dropped away a lot. And I don't know what happened there, man. I don't know. Um, the events that get put on around the world and things like that, they've got a, a bit of backing and it just seems like they've got a bit of money and things like that to do things. But it's not money that keeps these things going. You see what I mean? More money doesn't mean a better event. So yeah. um, we struggled a wee bit because we were like, if it's, if, if, if it's you know, coming into this event, we were... It was pretty bony, you know, like we were like, this is hard work and this ain't money. Yeah. And then, um, so we were kind of a little bit like, yeah, this passion going get to get us through this one. Yeah. And if it's an epic one, and that's probably why I'm feeling a little bit weird today. Because yeah. we were like, this, it's balls on the line. It's full time work for the last month to get this over the line. Three months. And, um... Yeah, <laughs> just just an epic amount of work that you're really kind of putting your hand up for. That yeah, is it worth it? I don't know. Um, so I think I think so. <laughs> I'm not going to say the right thing. I'm yeah. not in the right headspace. It's like today's just been amazing, but also um, so challenging. But yeah. not uh, but not as amazing as it could be. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's the thing. It's like man we did a lot of work and everyone's stoked but we we could see like if tonight was if today was epic and no wind at all 
like the session that was going to go down. Yeah. Well, I'm feeling a little bit disappointed mm. because the session that was going to go but down. Doesn't that shit that's left on the table make you want to come back next year or that, like in two years? That's you know. The problem is that then it's you're just chasing that carrot. The problem is it's three months work for that one afternoon. Mm. You've got five hours to do your thing, and that's the hard part, man. It's like balancing a fucking mm. ball on a pin or something. It's but just, that's what makes it so special when it works. Mm. Yeah, it's. There's you know, the two sides. That's the hard part, though, because, mm. like I said before, you got to have people down to stay long enough to get those epic sessions. Yeah. And if you, and that's the, that's probably the only manufactured thing that we actually do is actually put a, a time on it, because any other time that we have an epic session that's not farm jam, we're just like, oh fuck, it's windy today. We'll just ride tomorrow. Yeah. You know. And then we're just like, sweet, we'll just dig today. And then so you do have epic sessions all the time because you do it when the timing's right yeah. but the timing for Farm Jam is just like one o'clock on that Saturday afternoon that we picked like a fucking year ago yeah. we're like what's the weather going to be like you know yeah. so that's the hard part so um, we um, it, I'm not trying to be misleading or anything um, no, but we're just you know we'll stock take we've got two years so um, I'm sure the, I'm sure the stoke's still there what's your answer <laughs> um, this is, to be honest, yeah, like Brett's sort of suggesting, is the first time we've before this one we, we came together and we're just like, fuck, is it worth it? Yeah. Um, with that was probably based around the backing. Yeah. Once we started building, which is something that we really enjoy, went building courses, making contact with all of our favourite mates from all over the world that want to come. That was when it the fire was lit again mm. like when we were six or eight months ago just trying to get the support to make things going off off the success of last year it was that's that was probably the most challenging time for me was was um we feel like we've got this most amazing thing mm. but to get the support we need the sponsorship to to cover the cost before we get to and it and it sucks when the runs are on the board you know it's like you guys have nothing to prove the runs are on the fucking board mm. the shit works mm. people come it's always epic and it's like that I could see where that would be the thing that would make you gutted when you lose support for something that's so fucking proven mm. yeah totally and um, the the emotion and the vibe that's going around at the prize giving yeah when I was when that was happening I was just like we're doing another one yeah I'm just like the vibe when you get the huckers and the TVs and all those dudes who are the best dudes personality and athletic wise just gagging for it yeah that's the shit that makes it worth it dude me and Tyler we decided that we were doing this when we did our podcast over a year ago we literally said it on the podcast that we should do Farm Jam together and fucking here we are there's some magic in that bro that's the thing I think you can't navigate yourself around that sort of thing people you know like it's not the decision that it's not a decision that me and Dan make we were like man how do we fucking tell everyone yeah, <laughs> you know true. and I'm not saying that we've decided to can it or anything like that that's yeah, ridiculous yeah. like there's nothing like that at do, all we probably yeah. still show up yeah yeah we're not getting <laughs> yeah. out of the industry if if there's no farm jam there'll be something else yeah yeah, like the, yeah we the, sort of feel like um, we had um, we did farm jam 2007 and the model is still the same yeah. and so we've decided to do what we had done back then and is it getting ridiculous is it too many people is it too much work like too many individual issues to deal with yeah. so as it's developed and got so popular 
how do we um, navigate this next space? What do we morph it into? Like, what do we change? Do yeah. we keep it the same? It's, um, is it? Yeah. So Without fucking with what got it to where it is right now. Yeah. Like, how do you make a good thing better? Mm. Yeah, yeah, So, and yeah. we don't like to do the same shit. We mm. don't. I mean, even though it's got a long history, we're just like, we've got to change some shit. Let's yeah. do some different stuff. Like kind of missed the opportunity to ride the biggest dirt quarter ever built because I built one and yeah. we didn't really ride it you know so yeah. we can we just want to navigate this thing it's a big fucking boat now and we just want to turn it to, into some good times you know like yeah. it's a it's a big ship to sort of to captain yeah you know? and it's so, a, like it's a, like a legacy brand now too yeah yeah it's one of those brands it's like gonna go down in history of of the sport whenever you look back and talk about it yeah we, yeah. Were, we were talking to someone from the industry like right at the core of the industry an american fella recently and he said that freestyle motocross is dead it's all about free ride motocross when we no think about, shit. When we think yeah, about, I agree. When we think about free free ride, we think about New Zealand. When we think about New Zealand, we think about the free farm. Yeah. So that is that, along with them, we've done some pretty rad mountain bike projects with Brandon Seminark and, yeah. and the Antil Boys and all that sort of thing. And between that and the free ride potential we got here and some of our ideas that we haven't unleashed yet, that's yeah. I would love to think that we could move more into that field. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, um, we got ideas brewing, like Farm Jam takes up a lot of our time, but like if, if someone come to us and sort of said, what's your next ideas? We could bang out a ton of ideas. We've got yeah. some shit that we were just like, man, this would work. And it would work because Farm Jam's the one thing that we've done and it's been successful like um, with regard to um, how much energy goes into it. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah the two aspects of let's say income for Farm Jam is spectators and this, the industry like the sponsorship, yeah, sponsorship side of things that we come behind and, and the media so the hardest thing about the Farm Jam is that six hour slot that Brett was talking about earlier on yeah Farm Jam if Farm Jam was run over three days with just us crew and us media it'd be so much easier like yeah. the pressure point is on that timing time yeah when, when you, you got bums and yeah. seats kind you, of deal you do a film project and the guys are here for a couple of weeks yeah so you've got windows all over the show yeah so that's what makes it hardest for this particular type of event is yeah. that six hour slot yeah no it makes sense well boys I uh, don't take up too much of your time because I know you're still very much in the thick of things um, just yeah honestly appreciate this is my first time I appreciate the shit out of everything that you guys have done for us uh, on this trip and for just the industry in general it's a bucket list thing for me to get here uh, and be a part of and uh, to set up a couch and, and have some yarns here especially you guys have been been a really great experience and uh, if if you guys run next year or in two years I'll do my damnedest to be here and uh, always do what I can to support you guys so I really appreciate it and I, I feel pretty safe in speaking for the riders when I say that as well so I really appreciate that man and um, you know like we always think Farm Jam's cool but um, if anybody's got some ideas and they want to bring crew of riders over mm. we don't have to 
fuck around doing it on a certain time. Yeah. If we yeah. think radio, well, next week we've got some time. That's the thing because yeah. the weather's pretty. You know, it's it's weather and it's timing and things like that. Like like I was saying before, the epic yeah. sessions can happen, but they're just it's it's random. Yeah. So you can't manufacture that stuff. So what we try to do that's the only that's the hard part. And yeah. Like Dan said as well, we got to we got to pay for it. Yeah. So um, getting the crowd in because people love it, man. Like, oh, do yeah. you get to like? I couldn't believe that we were advertising. We had Brandon Seminak and Brett Reader, and like, yeah. this is like um, one and one and one in the world. Well, we got <laughs> Tyler Berman, Tyler Berman coming over, but we've also got Logan Martin, Brandon Seminak. Right. It's like, how do you? How do we do that? So um, it's pretty special. So. Um, yeah, we we won't let it die. It's that's the thing. Like it's just might just we'll, might do something yeah. different, but yeah. we haven't figured it out yet. So <laughs> that's why we keep doing it because we're like, oh, it's good. Let's do it. Nah, perfect. Yeah, well, yeah. And thanks, thanks so much, boys. Nah, eh? I appreciate all of the um the comments as well. And yeah, big fan of what you guys what you're doing. You're sort of I like the podcast style. It's getting getting deeper. Yeah. Like, because we've been asked questions in the last half an hour that we want to answer. Yeah. A lot of them, like, we're just used to talking to TVNZ or, or um, just, like, newspapers and things like that. They're quite shallow questions. So, yeah. getting deep's good. Dude, it's we good. could we could talk way longer, too. Oh, There's yeah. so much more. <laughs> Maybe we should try and do that at some point. Uh, do, like, a three-hour deal on this Should we start that at, like, one o'clock this morning? Oh, no, no, I'll be fucked. <laughs> 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 no, but, I mean, yeah, it's cool. Like, I, I, and I hope that... I mean, maybe people don't even realise like how like the lack of support that you guys have. Like maybe people even listen to this and realise that yeah, you guys don't have the support that is even needed. You know, like maybe yeah, fuck anything I can do to help, I'm always down. So legend appreciate thank you, you, guys. you guys appreciate that man and thanks for having us on and um yeah man I've re- yeah we feel it thank you very much appreciate nah, it awesome guys cheers yep. let's drink a beer yeah. yes <laughs> unanimous uh, thanks boys eh?